everybody. It's your favorite third-rate Star Wars podcaster, Zach, here. Uh, on this week's episode of Knights of Vader, we recorded this last Sunday, and we spent easily the first 30 minutes to an hour talking about the whole Slave One fire spray controversy. Uh, what we now know is a controversy because at the time we were going with the flow with everybody else. Apparently, we all thought this was confirmed, but it seems as if there is uh, erroneous information about Slave One being called the fire spray. So please forgive us for any sort of misleading information at the beginning of this episode or throughout it regarding Boba Fett's starship. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And uh, But we didn't want to cut it out because there's a bunch of fun banter and conversation that's in there. So to cut it out, would deprive the audience of all of our delightful shenanigans. One, two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not led to. Talk of Star Wars, not Reagan's. We can't truly prepare for the joke that follows this song. But hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of a big thank you to Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is August 15th, 2021, Ben Affleck's birthday. My name is Zach Weber, and joining me today is the man who does not have Cinemax, Zenger. I mean, that that is true, but I also want to wish, wish Rob a happy birthday. I know it's less important than the Ben Affleck birthday, but I want to make sure we get that in there. Uh, yes, it is Rob's birthday, but he would definitely want us to focus more on the Ben Affleck's part of all this. Uh, and after that, we have Chris Porteous, who is now just the sole Star Wars collector in all of Canada. Your mission's now complete. You've killed all the other ones. Yeah, you know, it just, uh, they were all, all the rest of them were like having a, a, a meetup on Camino. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm here because like maybe now I'll be able to resolve this, this big question I've had for a long time. Cause I feel like one time I asked you why Ben Affleck's birthday is important. But then as you started answering, all I have is like missing time. Like I don't really know what you said. So I, hopefully we can resolve that today. Okay, and we have the master of the McClunkies, Russ Ryan. Hello, hello, and yes, happy birthday, Ben Affleck, and Rob, or, or Bob, or Ren, however, if we can put them together somehow, happy birthday, both of you. And last but not least, Joe Yazo, who does not really have a uh, t- goofy title yet. Not yet, not yet. I'm working on it, though. The master, I already said master, like, what is it, uh, R2-D2 Peeps? That's right. Like, I, coming I, I soon am... to uh, Easter Isle nearest you? That's, that is true. I am, I'm going to try and trademark that. I'm trying to, I'm communicating out to uh, Lucasfilm and try to get my, my R2-D2 on a peep for the uh, holiday season next spring. Some little kid sees it and just starts crying. I know. It's going to be like, someone already put it in the microwave, Mom. Can I have it? <laughs> Oh boy. Yes, folks, it is Ben Affleck's birthday. In another world, we'd be finally talking about Hack Snyder's Justice League. It's as if I only have two podcasts where I could talk about this. I've been hounding Zenger for months now 
for the uh, Zengness episode of Hack Snyder's Justice League that hopefully sometime in 2023 we will get to. I mean, uh, if that's the goal, I think that's an obtainable one for me. <laughs> I don't know, Zenger, the way the endgame went with you, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Um, has Ellie seen Hack Snyder's Justice League yet? No, absolutely not. But say that's like three endgames. There's no way they're getting <laughs> to that in the next couple of years. <laughs> Ellie still has to watch Far From Home. Uh, um, we actually, in a fun turn of events, I don't know if we ever actually purchased it or not. So I had to buy another copy of it, possibly, or a first copy. I don't remember if I bought it or not. Like, that's how impactful that movie was. <laughs> it's almost as if Zangus devoted, what, back in 2019, like three, four episodes to that? Yeah. The I, and, the I was on. <laughs> yeah, and I, I maybe I bought it. I can't remember. So we bought another copy. So it was only like 10 bucks. So, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. All Ben Affleck non- nonsense aside, um, Star Wars nonsense. We have the ending of season one of The Wild Bunch. We have Chris Porteous, who last week purchased a metallic, oh God, Razor Crest, who finally got it in the mail the other day. We have the official new name of the art, the ship formerly known as Slave One. Uh, all sorts of revelatory uh, conversation topics on Knights of Vader. Plus, you know, the normal sprinkling of non sequiturs and uh, tangents. So, gentlemen, out of all these exciting topics, which would you like to discuss first? Is there anyone, does anyone want to talk about the official new name of Slave One? I'd say, yeah, let's talk about that. That's like, we're finally having the actual questions you ask answered. Like we did an entire episode. It was called Boba Fett Starship. The fact that we're actually getting answers on that is surprising. Wait a second. I thought we were supposed to watch a Ben Affleck movie and talk about it. What's Ben Affleck movie did you watch, Sanger? Uh, Dogma. Oh, we're both in the Kevin Smith first. <laughs> Duh, Dogma. When given the choice, you go with Dogma every time. Hey, I go for Pearl Harbor, man. <laughs> Pearl Harbor, man. Is that another superhero thing he did before? Yes, him and Josh Harnett. What happened to him? I don't think he exists anymore. I don't think he exists anymore. He's an avocado farmer. Is he really? No. (laughs) No, I was about to say, that is is real enough that I'm like, I kind of want to believe it because it's so unbelievable that it's just possible. You can turn up in the joke as the Joker in a couple years and everyone's going to love it. <laughs> It'll be Batman, Russ. Come on, Hollywood is going. He came back. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, okay. Who wants to go around and tell everybody? Like, does everybody know the official new name? Did everybody read the article where Lucasfilm like low key like sprinkled it in? I did, but let me see if I can remember from memory. Is it the Spitfire? The fire no. Spray. Oh, it's close. Yeah, it, Boba Fett's new ship, or technically the, the the ship formerly known as Slave One, is now the Fire Spray. I have a I have an opinion about that. I do too. <laughs> okay, uh, save your put put a pin in that you too. I think we have to ask the only person that truly matters, who will probably have be the most what hostile about this, is Chris Porteous. I don't think you know how one, hostile I'm about to get. I don't know. Chris Porteous probably has more like invested merchandise with this name on it than any of us do. You're definitely not wrong there. And, um, you know, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned, it's it's looking up because like everything that says Slave One on it is now officially 
30 to 40 percent more awesome than it was before so like that's part of it's fine the part that bothers me about about the name is of course as we all know the class of uh the model of starship that the slave one was was a fire spray 31 class patrol and attack craft which you can't name it the first part of its model name that's like if boba fett drove a toyota he just calls his ship the toyota that's very dumb uh but uh but i thought it but, was fett's vet that was the thing yeah well you know <laughs> the wonderful like a pickup truck it, yeah i mean it's it's really quite ridiculous it's um so like you know the i don't know if the slave one has a canonical origin but the uh i believe the the legends origin was if I'm not mistaken, shown in the uh, Bounty Hunter video game, where because Django Fett starts out with a ship that's yeah. not un- not unlike the Razor Crest in some ways, and he ends up with the Slave One, and I think it's was designed to be like the ultimate space cop uh, police vehicle, basically. And there was like five of them, and you like blow up some space station where they're made, and like you get away with the last one or something like that. Which is like that's a that's a fun story. It's a, it was supposed to be a prototype. It explains why it's the only one of of that kind. So I guess just because it's the only one, it it's a little tiny bit more acceptable to name it the model because there's no other ones left. But that is that's not canon anymore. I guess I don't know if there's a canon backstory to the ship, Uzak. Unless it's comic parts for it. It's the only one. How's he kept it around for so long? That's why it looks kind of bad in some of them. Well, I think Django picked it up like not long before Attack of the Clones in Legends, of course. I I I don't know. Like it's just like you said, I think Chris probably gave the best analogy imaginable. Imagine you buy like a Toyota Prius and like, hey man, like look at my new car. I named it the Prius. And it's like everyone just kind of like tilts their head to the side and it's like really imaginative, Dave. Really imaginative. Um yeah, very uninspired and weird that Lucasfilm feels this was something that, like, in the, oh, God, dawn of Boba Fett getting a new level of focus on him, that this had to be corrected. Um, like I said, it's kind of like, don't let anybody know that Anakin was a slave in the Phantom Menace. The fact that the Death Star is responsible for the murder of at least a billion people plus. I feel um, safer now, for one. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It. <laughs> Like I said, it, it's a baffling thing that, like, of all the problems Lucasfilm has right now, that uh, this is something they felt they had to kind of, like, low-key de- deal with. Um, but anyway, though, go ahead, Mr. Yazo, and then Zenger. Yeah. I... <laughs> yeah, that's just, it, it was, I think it was just someone, you know, misreading the tea leaves on this one here. You know, they sit there, like, Someone probably from Lucasfilm's well, well, it's a fire spray. They're like, okay, that's its new name. That's that's what we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, fire spray, fire spray. I don't think it has anything really to do with it. You're gonna hear that. You're probably gonna see the reveal of the, the ship's new name in the Bubba Fett show. I don't think they're gonna just re-release that name before the show comes out. It's gonna be their own secret reveal. It's gonna be like baby. It's gonna be like Baby Yoda. Or they'll just continue not to say it like they have for forty years. Exactly. Except in the comic books, the only the only thing I could find online was the episode in the Clone Wars where it was done in the novelizations after the trilogy when Boba Fett returns, and in the comic book, that's it. 
You know, never hear it. Never hear it in the anything else. You heard it in the video game when Jango well, Fat got it. Well, if it is if it is set in the Clone Wars, which I thought it was, but like I, I sounds like you're confirming that. Then it's a shame for Disney that Slave One is a canon name and they can't erase it off all their websites and all that goodness. They can change the URL for that one page, but yeah. you know they have to they have to include in there that Boba Fett felt the need to generically rename it at some point. And I think you'll find that out during the show. Yeah, you know, I don't think they're going to have that reveal. I think they're trying to make news. Zach, do you do you recall like wh- like where would the, where did the name come from? Was it from like War of the Bounty Hunters or something? Yeah, it's from a new comic that's coming out that like I has like done some weird things. Like it's reintroduced Dirge into canon. Kira's first like reappearance back in like since like the ending of Solo. Um. Yeah. That that's apparently what it is. Like but the fact that like I don't know. Like I said, I, I this feels like something that Lucasfilm is trying to get like ahead of the curve on. Um. And like like I said, in the dawn of the book of Boba Fett coming out in a couple of months. I, again, it goes back to there's a video I made everybody watch, and we'll it's will be linked in the show notes. But I think it goes back to the notion of uh, we're letting the toy people decide things. Again, going back to like prequel era Lucasfilm decisions, um, that's the vibe I'm getting. But before I delve into that, Zenger, tell us your thoughts on this after waiting so patiently on your end. I mean, I've still got the Slave One Lego, like the other one, not the new one. So, I mean, I'm going to call it the Slave One Lego from now on, just so people know where I stand on that. But more or less, um, can, can I say once again, most pointless thing ever can, can i can i just say that but it's, like, i don't think I, it is pointless i think i think they're trying to get it i think they're trying again they wouldn't be doing this if they weren't making a boba fett like centric project i don't think they'd be doing this i think something either it's their own politically correct ideology or something the market research is telling them there's a lucasfilm doesn't really do anything because they're bored they're doing because they think it's going to lead to something beneficial but are they going to go back in every single one of the movies now and dub over the term dub over somebody saying slave they should again it reminds me i told you i think i brought this story up a couple weeks ago that like in the like like before Rogue One came out, like at Disney World and Disneyland, like Disney uh, Star Wars Launch Bay, like all the like science of death troopers called them something like despair troopers. Like they had like some what? really dumbest thing ever. I, I'm not a fire spray. I'm a person and my name is Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it wasn't as dumb as despair, but like it had something like like, oh God, like like it began with the letter D, but it was something that like didn't have the word death in it. Destroy. It, it might have been something like that. It might deranged. have deranged. Deranged trooper. I like that. Again, look again. It's Lucasfilm being Lucasfilm. Like like it, it, they like manufacturing their own controversies. I also feel like they just as as a. I feel like it's somewhere written in like bylaws or in every office. Miss the mark every time. Like I, I, like I said, I just don't see how this was like a big like push. Like they needed to get this done immediately. I there think, is so much other stuff I think they could have tackled or vaguely even dealt with. 
it's just a weird corporate decision that you know was just made by someone who was looking a couple years in the future saying we're making a Boba Fett show. What if we're making a playland for this place? We can't have kids playing on a slave one on this thing. It's just a total corporate decision. I do think they'll address it on the show, and I think it'll turn out that um, that it's a, actually a transformer, and his name is Firespray. He's going to introduce himself <laughs> to Boba Fett, and he's going to help him to – I don't know what he's supposed to do – conquer the uh, underworld. You know, as a fan of Transformers and of Star Wars, I hate that idea. <laughs> Don't you dare second. That's the that's the only bet that's the ideal, ideal reason for them doing this. Because that's a pretty nice name for a Transformer. D. Bradley Baker is fire spray. I'm, I'm almost <laughs> positive there. It's Spitfire, right? I'm almost positive a Transformer already exists called Spitfire. Fire spray. Fire spray, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's how forgettable this is. Jet fire. Yeah, I mean, I know there's jet fire. Okay, so it's Spitfire. Fire spray. Fire spray. (laughs) (laughs) This is the comedic relief in the first episode where he's like, it's not Spitfire. I am fire spray. (laughs) He's like, I know it's a fire spray, but what's it called? (laughs) It becomes like an Abbott and Costello level routine. Hey, Zanger, this is your backdoor pilot into detours. They're, what me just making jokes about this constantly? No, them. They're like someone's like, "Oh, Bobo's here. I want you to park my fire spray." They're like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, the fire spray, sir. That's the the name of the the class of the ship, not the name. No, it's the fire spray." It just keeps going on and on, and just nobody stops. Why not right. the Sonic Dropper? I've got good news and bad news. You found the- a nickel. The bad news is there is no gr- Transformer named Fire Spray that I can find. I will continue to look for it. Uh, but I did find Transformer Spray Fire, which is just a ton of pictures of Transformers exploding and then them getting Spray hosed fire. down. So, interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, Fire Spray. Uh, I would imagine across the board, nobody's ideally happy with this. I no, I guess not. Unless yeah, I, I Zanger says he has the Lego Star Wars uh, Slave One. I'm, I have that too. I've got the one that comes with the Dengar and all that. So I yeah. don't know if that gets to be worth some more. Sure, change it because it'll always be known as that or Nebraska flying Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. Will, will I, it though? Well, here's the here. Yeah, I think it will, because if it's if it is actually in that Clone Wars episode, it is canon. So they have to, like, have a reason why it changes. And and not only that, but like there's just 40 years of numerous products that have, I think this is what like it, this is why it doesn't bother me at, like that much, because obviously everybody knows like 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 you got to keep your expectations in check. Like this is Disney star Wars after all, like, you know, like settle down everybody. Like it's obviously going to be bland and not very spicy or exciting in any way. So once you accept that, and then you sort of like, if you, I like, I, the way I like to look at it is whether you look back at like the, like the action figure vehicles offered in the Kenner line, or even if you go to power the force Two, because it's the same products, basically there's something specifically especially ridiculous about the slave one because you know you have you have uh x-wing tie fighter darth vader's tie fighter millennium falcon it's definitely the weirdest out of all those things and the most like i'm looking i'm looking at the original like empire strikes back box right now 
big bold letters, slave one. And then underneath that, because they knew it was weird, it says Boba Fett's spaceship. This is the 1980 <laughs> box. So they knew that it was a stumbling block for parents to read that back then. Because <laughs> it's just like, what the heck is that? So the fact that like uh, that that they're finally catching up with that because now like marketing and audience communication is like higher ranking in the priorities than it ever has been for Lucasfilm. I'm not really surprised. I guess, but like, it's kind of weird to think that like the trajectory of that ship stems from like a star Wars robot chicken sketch. Yeah, I could hear him saying fire spray when you've got Boba sitting at the bottom of the Sarlacc and he's like, and then I fire sprayed him all over. Like, I don't know why I could hear him referencing as that. Um, just throwing this out there, I think I know where they got the name from. There's a there's a line of first alert fire extinguishers called Easy Fire Spray. And I guarantee you they were sitting in an office and someone high up in Lucasfilm, whoever, just walks in and screams at them. I need a name for this ship by the end of today or you're all fired. Walks out. They all turn and look at the fire extinguisher, stare at it for about 20 minutes. And someone goes, so we're going to call it fire spray, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they walk out and go get Chinese food. I'm very confused because I can't tell if Zinger is making like (laughs) a very clever reference to like the theorized origin of the shape of the slave one being a streetlight outside of an ILM office. (laughs) 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 I don't know. What is going on right there now? There are wipes going on in his brain right now, and he saw that, the slave one, wiping into this lamppost to this scene. Yeah, you're right. It, it It is lazy, but it's also like, well, what does this one thing do? It's like, well, it drops sonic things, and it sprays fire. And I'm like, well, do the other thing a lot. What does it do more? What's cooler? I mean, it would have been cool if they named it Sonic Boom. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a worse name they could have given it? Sonic. Just call it a, a sign like Prince. Oh, that would have been perfect. And Boba Fett does spray fire. Or just so not name the that. ship. Just People kept calling unnamed. Boba Fett that. He was like, no, it's my ship's name. Don't call me that. <laughs> they should have just stolen some other ship's name from Legends Canon that was way better. Like Outlander. The, like the Hound's Tooth. Or uh, the Virago. Or the Moldy Crow. Something. They should have taken something good from Legends instead of like fire spray because it's like if you actually know the the old canon it just pisses you off because of how like wrong it is for it to be named that i still say they should call it the outrider even if it erases like dash rendar from canon i mean i think that's been done already right well actually fun fact in the graphic novel for the thrawn books the ship that thrawn uses that he got from a smuggler is an outrider class ship so Technically, kind of canon. I don't know. Can you imagine like an old, uh, pissed off Dash Randar like Harrison Ford in the sequel trilogy? That would be highly necessary. Perfect role for Ben Affleck. Oh, and his co-pilot is just Matt Damon. Not exactly as a character, just Matt Damon. It's like, who's your co-pilot? Matt Damon. (laughs) How about them apples? (laughs) Perfect. Apparently, there is a, a <laughs> there's an Age of Republic comic book called Django Fett, which includes Slave One. 
it also goes over the history of the slave one because he was he was captured and he was on a facility and he was a slave and that's why he took the ship because the people that were policing it were had that class of ship is, is that true he's making that up i read it oh you did yes oh interesting it was it was to to give a meaning to the slave one and then yeah. also they had the slave two back in the marvel comics is this legends, Joe, or can or like contemporary can? That's legends because it was oh. like in the eighties that Boba Fett came by with his slave too. Oh, it was after okay. he came out of the Sarlacc pit the, the second time. Okay, so this, this was an early attempt, Zach, at them going, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, now he calls it this for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 their it's their attempt to sit there and and the reason why it's called the slave one. Hmm. That was his call sign, almost like Rogue One. He's like, you know how many slaves you can fit in this puppy? And he slaps the side of it in the comic. It's a great scene. Like he's flying away. You don't have clearance to take that ship. What's your call sign? Slave. Slave One. There you go. Boom. Cannon. Boom. Flip it. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, Boom. I, copy I, it I, slightly and put it in Rogue One. But like, I don't like. I'm. It's like, like yes, I find it what they're doing abhorrent. But like. As with the rest of you, it seems like it's not like, um, you know, it's hard to get like super annoyed by it just because like you'd have to be really like I'm just not dialed like extremely dialed into like the current canon. Like the more the bounty hunter covers seem like kind of entertaining. Like if I that's the first time I've like felt like reading modern Star Wars comics in a while. I got the first one. I have not read it yet. <laughs> I don't know. Like I it, like it has. Uh, Zuckus and Forlom on the front, like that's a plus. Is it? I think the part. I think a part of it, Chris, is just I think we're all just exhausted. Like, like how many times can we get upset over Star Wars at this point? It's like, oh, they're renaming Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, but I think this is one of those instances where everyone's just like, let's just keep our powder dry. And I think like the fandom at large, and especially like the like uh, not my Star Wars contingent of the fandom, is relatively just pacified with the Mandalorian. And I think like, once again, this goes like the idea of like doing a Boba Fett TV show. It seems like every every lesson they kind of had learned from doing the Mandalorian is disregarded because like the Mandalorian essentially was like, okay, we can't make it like any sort of entertainment property at Boba Fett because what makes him special is the fact that like he's like the man with no name. And then it's like, okay, so let's just like like create a not Boba Fett character and just give him all those storylines. Then it's like, oh no, we're gonna bring Boba Fett back, and it's like, oh. Okay, so we have to give him lore again. It's like, yup. Are we going to explain his backstory that doesn't need to be explained? Yup. And it's like, okay. Like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how the like the the people who hate the sequel trilogy, like, res- but yet love the Mandalorian, are going to respond to the Book of Boba Fett. Like, I think it's going to be another one of those series because, like, think about it. Everybody got mad over Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. Is there any other like Star Wars character that's like? as sacred in the star Wars fandom is Boba Fett in that regard. Like in the sense of just like everybody has their own like preconceived notion as to what Boba Fett is without it being like laid out. Max Rebo. <laughs> Singer, I hate you. Go back to looking for Cinemax. Um, I think I'm Ben Arrows, but no, I'll take that. Yeah. You're right. As long as they don't touch Ben's backstory. But like, you know, they, they like, isn't it, isn't the most impressive thing about Mandalorian season two is that they featured Boba Fett so much and like no one 
I mean, I think no one thinks they ruined him. Because he didn't really do anything other than be badass. I think about everything he does, like, he is used very, very sparingly in season two for no other reason than, like, he's getting his own show. Don't, like, 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 okay. Use him sparingly. Yeah, but use sparingly, but also by coincidence, probably more screen time than all of his other appearances combined. Yeah, but, like, the thing, but this is the brilliance, though, is that, like, they did with Boba Fett in season two what they did with, like, Darth Vader in Rogue One, Darth Vader in Rebels. Darth Vader in Jedi Fallen Order. They used him like super sparingly, and when he is involved, he's just doing badass things. Yeah. Whether I mean, it be this is no spice dream or his, his motivations. Yeah, like it, like don't get me wrong, like it, it, it's there's a lot of gaps there. Like like why like if he has if he's he if he was able to to chase to chase uh, the Mandalorian like within a day of him leaving Tatooine why was he even still on Tatooine at all uh you know like why like his 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 uh feverish devotion to the Mandalorian and the child for like no particular reason is kind of weird it seems kind well, of out did, of okay. his established he, lore he does he made a deal like okay this is something I will give them he does make like as he says like in that episode he's like I made a deal for safe passage of the child until like our debt is settled because he does take the armor back so like like you're giving him like a code of honor which which doesn't really align with like the badass that Boba Fett is made out to be who's like devil may care like I'll take what's mine I like that um, but he does kind of steal the armor instead of it being a upfront trade sure no that's cool. But like no, I, I guess I, I have no problem with how he's used in season two. Um, I'm just afraid that like by making him the sole like focal point in in his own show seems like the exact same sort of like mentality that got the solo the part like, unintentional pun solo movie canceled like the weekend after Solo debuted in May 2018. Like it's it's it Let's goes. Let's all think right back, back to that time real quick. Yes, the, the very uncomplicated time in the Star Wars fandom of May 2018. Yes, we were all sitting at Demi's, just we're getting all of our cards and cup toppers. It's exciting. <laughs> uh, Thermster Scissor Punch, the greatest character that still is not an action figure. He's the other one. Don't touch his lore. <laughs> oh, boy. that's Joe, that's the first character I want you to 3D print for me. I, I don't care how much the 3D like design costs to purchase. I want a therm scissor punch action figure, three and three quarter inch scale. I will look for it and I will get it to you. Thank you, sir. Um, but yeah, anything else about the fire spray or are we done milking the Boba Fett uh, tea? That's enough of that thing. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we'd like to discuss Chris Porteous's uh, super duper metal Razor Crest or the season one finale of The Wild Bunch. Um, hold on. Where am I in? We should do the wild bunch because it's going to be the quickest thing. <laughs> well, okay. We can probably talk a little bit about season one as a whole. I would imagine all of us are caught up or, uh, um, sp- hold spoiler on. alert, RIP. Hold Kamina. on. Hold on. One second. Getting there. <laughs> there. Sanger's just like, I'm scrubbing. I'm scrubbing. I'm scrubbing. So he's uh, not, let's... I think he's not sure if he's caught up, which is very telling about the finale. Uh, I am six episodes away from being caught up. <laughs> How do you not know if you're caught up or not? I'm like, am am I at the end? Because there seemed to be a logical end coming to the series, but nope, apparently six more episodes. 
So like all this talk about like R.I.P. Camino, like like were you just like oh did they blow up the planet prematurely? <laughs> I'm somebody like like pushed the wrong button so. and blow up. Is this Omega's sister Camino that they just lazily named, or <laughs> anything could have been happening? Is this the new name for the Bad Batch of ship, Camino? I mean, anything's possible at this point with this series. I'm so interested in it. I stopped watching. I kind of paid more attention to it over the assigned reading I was supposed to do. That's how interesting the assigned reading was. I went back to watching Bad Batch. Thank you. There's your answer to if I watched it or not, Zach. The way I said Bad Batch sounded like a slur. Bad (laughs) Batch. So that sounds like Zinger's not going to be mad if we talk about the end, because that's what I'm getting from this. He's indifferent toward it. I mean, you're going to save me six episodes worth of time. So, I mean, there's some pretty good episodes in those last six. I'll admit. Okay. So today I was like, you know what? I should probably get caught up on Bad Batch because I got a funny feeling. And I went from episode four all the way to episode nine. The Rise of Skywalker. Wow, the solid <laughs> chunk. <laughs> Zinger's like, I'm only going to get to so many episodes there are in the film series that I'm going to check out. <laughs> well, the good thing, though, Zinger, is if you catch up, don't worry. It's not over. It's never going to be over, apparently. It's not much of a payoff. Oh, I know. I, I know that, that there's another season coming. I know that, like, I'm, I'm on the internet enough, and you know what? I haven't had this spoiled for me, so I feel like it's not that important. It's really not. It was the lamest. If that was supposed to be the cliffhanger, I know you guys talked about last week, like, we're going to see what the big, you know, there's going to be some kind of big reveal at the end and something, a little tease for next season. Showing a, a, a Camino in, what was her name? Nanami or Namale or <laughs> Nala something? Nalasay. Nalasay. Oh we're, oh, we're so honored to have you here. And that's it. And I was like, all right. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's it, it's it's weird that like after how like episode 15 ends with them blowing up Camino and you're like, oh, man, I, I like, feel like be... you're messing with me at this point almost. OK, they don't blow up the plant. They blow up the cloning facility. Oh, OK. Which means Zenger, no uh, Starkiller. Oh, <laughs> now, Zang, now Zenger's angry. Um. Yeah, it's it's it was like as I was watching it Friday morning, I was just kind of like waiting for something like kind of like the proverbial like like big like oh 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 like this is like it'd be the like momentum into season two, and then it's like it's it's just them it's it's the Poseidon adventure, but with like a bunch of D badly uh, D Bradley Bakers, and it and, was and a hundred percent less death of the main characters. Okay, I don't care about them killing characters. Like, How I've do never lasers been... work? And leaving that less echo. <laughs> you guys brought up that echo a lot of times. Just standing in the room when they're but I didn't even remember he was in this until the end. I'm like, oh yeah, he's still here. He's still here. They turn around to him, they're like, You're still here? And he's like, Oh, yeah, he's like the guy in Suicide Squad. It was like almost the same feeling. <laughs> Marvin. Uh, oh God. Or, or, Zanger, you watched the, the freaking Suicide Squad? Yeah, I watched an amazing movie. Oh my god! You watched that over Star Wars nonsense, in which you were involved with the Star Wars podcast. Two Star Wars podcasts, and yeah, I, I <laughs> no no that. one Star Wars podcast. There is a, you only involved about in one Star Wars. Wars. That is not a real thing. That is fake news. That does not exist. Well, that sounds like just no. something the globalists would say. 
Exactly. <laughs> Zangwars tells you that uh, vaccinations will give you uh, microchips. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. If you listen to Zangwars, it tells you that uh, COVID's a global conspiracy. Wait, did Zach just get quiet for everyone else, or is that just me? That's my line. Oh, I hate you, Zanger. This is a great stuff. Zanger. I swear to God, if we get a the suicide the, su- ah, the Suicide Squad episode on Zangness before Hack Snyder's Justice League, I will burn Zangness to the ground. I am just letting you know that right now. As Zanger is uploading the Suicide <laughs> Squad episode, I'm like, okay, uh, sure. <laughs> I swear to God, Zanger. I swear to God. I'm is sorry, that- my my stuff cut out. What did I miss? I just come back to. I swear to God, Zanger. <laughs> I swear to God, Zanger. I swear to God. Um, but never forget, folks, uh, Zangness, uh, fake news. It, it doesn't exist. Zing Wars of... is fake news. Zangness is real. <laughs> no, all of it's fake now. You okay, contaminated cool. the Zangness podcasting universe. Cool. Uh, so okay. whenever I have to do a news segment on Zangness, I can just skip it. Thank God. <laughs> all right. Uh, no, but like... Uh, I thought it was a lackluster season one finale, considering how, like, you look at all the other seasons. I thought it was finales. a lackluster season. No, no. It, okay, you missed some of the best episodes. Like, you missed the Ryloth, like, episodes. Those are pretty good. Um, no, I, will say, I though, hold on. As far as the finale goes and leading up to it, you would love the destruction of Kamino because it is Star Destroyers in atmosphere doing horrible things. And that's like your jam. Like I, I actually thought about you when, when it went down. I feel like you're I feel like you're messing with me again. Like this whole I'm thing. Not feels this like time. I'm really not. Just <laughs> back me up here. You all be like Singer, are you are you really that like kind of disoriented regarding this? Oh my god. Give give give, give me like five minutes. Surely <laughs> surely you at least saw the rest in peace Camino memes and so no, i haven't seen jack on this <laughs> i can't go a day without getting loki spoiled for me but apparently i can just keep being different to everything star wars zinger literally go find the episode of the bad batch called return the camino and like scrub through the last five minutes working on it it literally is like three minutes two minutes of camino lost where i think they show it again real quick yeah Whatever dealer's choice. It's the idea, Zenger, is that it's a, it's like everything Zenger loves in Star Wars. It's like Russ said, Vantor uh, class Star Destroyers in atmosphere, and they're blowing up the physical representation of Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Where true. Zenger's yes. Fav- where Zenger's favorite plot hole in Star Wars was manifested. Zenger's like, I feel like you're still misleading me here. Okay, wait a second. Wait a second. As Zenger watches the Bad Batch in real time. And you were right about the Poseidon adventure things. I also thought of, is it Jaws 2 or 3? We're in the, they're in that underwater. Oh, oh, these yeah, are Venator-class Star Destroyers. Freaking pansy stuff. What do you mean? The Venator's the sexiest Star Destroyer. No, it isn't. The Star Destroyer is the sexiest Star Destroyer. No. Zinger, Venator dude, class. The, that doesn't exist Wait. yet. <laughs> Rice, why is Jaws size with them? Don't don't listen to Zang Wars. On Zang Wars, they think the resurgent first order class star destroyer is the best star destroyer. On Zangness, they think the fire spray is a good replacement name for Slave One. God, you miniaturized just... Death Star Tech. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love the Rise of Skywalker. I was watching that last. Okay, night. why are they doing this in atmosphere? They can do orbital bomb. Oh, I guess these these star destroyers aren't good enough to use orbital bombardment. They have to be in atmosphere. Pathetic. Like I just wanted to watch it out the front window. <laughs> exactly. You want to get close and personal. Oh, the way the lasers reflect off the rain. Fire. You may fire when ready, Admiral. Yeah, okay. they do do a lot of like one to one quotes. Did you notice that where you can't tell if it's original audio and stuff? Or they do say that in the same tone. Yep. Well, of course, because like you think about like famous like historical Star Wars characters, they they were known for saying the exact same. Wait thing a second! Time. What the crap? Okay. <laughs> oh my god. No, I I go to the next it's episode, episode and nice all of a sudden there's three Vander class Star Destroyers. You bring up yeah. a good point. So there I were wanted... two at the end of the previous one, and all of a sudden the third one's yeah. there. Yeah. Herb so... made it. He wants to worst, help. Worst, worst episode of Star Wars ever. Yeah. Um. So so I don't know. I can't. I I'm getting I'm getting the vibe that no one's like particularly taken with this series so far. Like uh, Zach needs to be defending. I it like this show. I think out of all the Star Wars animated shows, Sans Resistance, I think it's had the strongest season one. You don't need to say Sans Resistance. The no, 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 no one acknowledges this, that existence. No, <laughs> this is the strongest season eight of uh, the Clone Wars. Okay, I'll take that too. Well, Fair it's the enough. only season eight of the Clone Wars, so that's by default. <laughs> but um, but fair but, enough. So so like as far, like I I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, this entire season has two good episodes. Right. The, the fir- not even the first what? the first the first episode and. Uh, Return to Camino are the only two that I ac- was actually like glued to the screen, frankly. And Why well, all those great Captain Hauser, man? Yeah, he was all right. I mean, I, like I that like you know that like that that was like acceptable Clone Wars episodes, but like I like I feel like you can get like most of the narrative is in the first episode and the Return to the Camino Return to Camino episode, like. Like there's a lot, there's a lot there where it's like sort of just uh, going through the motions and like, oh man, could I have dealt with like like fifty percent less Sid? Like I'll be generous and say fifty percent less Sid. Uh, I but, thought, what about the episode where they go to Braca and it's like all the like decommissioned Venators, like a prelude to Jedi Fallen Order. Hey, well, but they have to like go through the records and you have you have oh god. Crosshairs trying to like reignite like a decommissioned Venator engine to like vaporize the Bad Batch, and yeah. he gets like his face incinerated. No, 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 no. Like I get not thinking this is the greatest thing ever, but this show has its moments. Like yeah, there's listen, some I think it's boilerplate. It's wor- like it's it, it. But as far as I'm concerned, like it's worth it to watch those two episodes. Like, like you know, like I like like don't get me wrong. Like I think there's enough good in those two episodes to like bother watching it. Because at least one of them is near the end, so there you go. (laughs) But like, I think there's more to this. This feels like another one of those arguments, like why people dislike the Phantom Menace. They're like, yeah, the movie sucks though, but Darth Maul is kind of cool. No, but like, they they, just pick out your like cherry pick your favorite moment. No, either like it all or nothing. It's well, that's there. They shouldn't be episodes then. It should be a movie, and then maybe I would have that opinion. But like, (laughs) here's here like. the the season finale is the best example of this for me. Okay, you have all, you have, you have annoying uh, Seth Green droid like barely surviving to like to like save o- Omega. Like she's he's pushing this the clone pod that you fondly remember throwing 
at Darth Vader's head with the Force, and like, and he's like guarding it safety while the droid's like, <laughs> the droid's like slowly dying, and it's oh, it's a great moment, great moment, completely destroyed by Crosshair somehow shooting, seeing through the water and shooting something 200 feet below the surface or whatever it is, like, comp- like beyond a preposterous act and totally just robs the, the emotional emotion of the moment. And just, it's just like that hurt me when that happened. Cause it was awesome seeing that droid like sacrifice himself. And then it's just like, psych, nothing emotional happens in this show. What do you mean? You have that entire moment where you see Crosshair pick up the rifle and Hunter just like looks at him because Hunter's put himself in a position of vulnerability and Crosshair just like aims the rifle at him and we see him fire and it goes to the droid in the water. That, that shot is, that shot is like, can, that is a cannon breaking shot just like Galaxy's Edge. Like that shot is ridiculous. Oh I, you, like I just, it, it it's terrible and it ruins an awesome moment. Like, oh my God, it bothers Do me. Do we not, is, that bothers you. We have a moment in this where they are in underwater tubes. They're being crushed by a city collapsing on them. Yet somehow they're able to turn the power on to like yeah. get like, oh God, the giant squid creature repelled off of the right, glass tubing. Right. Get, and you're right. And you know what? You're 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 right that I'm putting too much emphasis on the he wouldn't be able to make that shot, which he wouldn't. Like, forget it. We've seen what him miss. Basis is, what we've seen him basis? miss easier shots in the show numerous times but forget that completely the real reason why it's terrible is because it sort of busts up an otherwise awesome moment with omega and that droid that's mainly what i don't like about it i i i disagree i i again i don't think there's tension in killing characters i don't think that's where he's hardly comes a character from. it's stupid seth green like doing a robot chicken voice like come on okay, let him okay zanger okay zanger are you gonna come to the defense of your boy I don't mean Seth Green's stupid. I mean, I mean, let that droid do something interesting. We're not. We're done with that character anyway, right? You like, know, there could have been a voice he used in, um, or. Oh my god! Idle hands. Why am I blanking? Um, to what detours? He could have been using that voice in detours. We'll never know, though. One of these days. One of these days, it's all gonna come out. No, it won't. I'll, I'll never get something that would make me so happy. Also, these. Stupid looking like clone two point whatever helmets are dumbish. Singer, thank you. Those are those are TK helmets, Singer. Done with them. What does TK mean? What they talking about? I like did like oh. that part where they uh that that was the return to Camino, right? When we first see those guys. I guess Zinger's watching nah. Return to Camino as we speak. So yes, nah, I'm, I'm watching say, like the yeah. final five minutes of this show where I it's got gotcha. a ton of look like Delta Force. That's War Mantle. That's War Mantle. War Mantle is the one where they go to like the mountain planet and we see Scorch. We get a member of Delta Squad who takes like literally like wipes out the entire Bad Batch. And it takes like what four or five stun shots to like take him down. Okay. He captures I mean, I, Hunter. Okay. My entire argument's defeated because I forgot about that episode. It's pretty good. Thank you. See, Thank I you. did know about that. So Zanger's not completely. He's just kind of. Uh, I knew Scorch was in it because, like, apparently my algorithms are like, "Hey, something actually interesting in Star Wars happened, and something very uninteresting in Star Wars." I don't like to see this. See, folks, if you continue this Zeng Wars nonsense, he's become more and more like bitter towards Star Wars. I don't think we, we haven't discussed this. this show at all. On the I next episode, we talk about Volume Two of Clone Wars, and Ellie has very differing opinions from me on it. 
that I, the episodes that uh, came out recently, the 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 kind of the, the last batch before the bad batch. No, we're talking about the like original <laughs> star. I didn't say the Clone Wars. I said Clone Wars. I made it very clear. Gotcha. There's a difference. I I refuse to acknowledge the existence of Zeng Wars, other than uh, a cancer on the podcasting <laughs> uh, society. Fascinating. I once fought with your co-host in the Zeng Wars. <laughs> <laughs> before the dark times, before the he Zeng was the Wars. best crap talker in the galaxy. Ah <laughs> uh, no, I think this. I think that does the could the Bad Batch use improvement? Yes. But I think overall, it's a solid first season. Go watch the first season of The Clone Wars. That is rough. Go watch the first season of Rebels. It is rough. Do you know what has a perfect first season? You don't have to say it. Like, you, 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 we know. We know. Heck yeah. Dexter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, like I, I would say, looking through like the sixteen episodes of season one, like aftermath is good. I would say, I, I mean, like genuinely good. Oh, three replacements is good. Episode seven and eight, battle scars and reunion, which is when Rex comes back. Eleven, uh, oh yeah, you have episode nine too, bounty loss where Cad Bane you have his whole thing with uh, Fennec. You have episodes 11, 12, where it's on Ryloth. You have War Mantle and Return to Kamino. I'd say outside of, like, a very lackluster final episode of season one, overall, I would rate this, like, a solid, like, 8.5. I th- I think the makings of a good show are here, especially now they can kind of, like, do their own thing, and they've kind of tied up the Clone Wars. I, I think there's a lot of potential here. There is. I just wish they would have left off somewhere where they weren't just like it seems like a few episodes before where they're I guess they've kind of made up with with Snipeshot. But you kind of had the feeling that maybe he'll come with them and that would make you want more of uh, of of long long aims presence with the group. But it, is he still with the Empire or, you know, it, it needed a bigger reveal at the end. It needed like. And it's like some kind of early Vader or something. It needs some kind of bigger presence. Uh, I think I a think lot of those shows need to end like that. I, I, but this is the kind of weird rut Star Wars has put itself in. Because like just recently, I went back and rewatched the season two finale of Rebels, and like God, season two. Like if anybody remembers that, that's one where you have not just Vader, you have Darth Maul show up, you have the Inquisitor fight, Kanan's blinded, Ezra, like like Ahsoka, like was temporarily dead for like a couple days um like a lot goes on at the end of these season finales and this one like i said yes is it underbaked but i think that's only because they've kind of spoiled us like think about after the end of season two of the mandalinian how does anything not feel underwhelming like like well like 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 i think they knew that going into this that like the previous star wars project like major like media wise was going to be Luke Skywalker. And like, how do you top that moment? Like, guys, there any beats the crap out of four eyes. (laughs) What are you saying? (laughs) Sorry. I'm just watching scourge beat the living crap out of tech. Teak. 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 Um, God pronounce. We should have Russ just try to uh, Russ. Would you please pronounce every member of the bad batch from Omega's, uh, 
Uh, <laughs> poor Ross is just like how these are my friends: Eco, Deke, <laughs> Rekka, Hunter, and Fish Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, how would you rate that? Uh, I would rate that an Omega with five E's. <laughs> is is that good or bad? Oh, look, it's a gank droid. Undetermined. <laughs> Undetermined. It's either very good or very bad. Ganky, hurry up. Yeah, I'm losing it now. <laughs> it's, Russ's like, vocal cords are undergoing the same level of like strain that Zanger does when he does uh, Alex Jones. <laughs> Al- Alex Star Jones. Yes. Uh, does anybody even remember Alex Jones anymore? I feel like he's not even like there anymore. Like, I, he's, I can't... he's becoming like irrelevantly terrible onto himself right now. So, I mean... He's no longer like, the meme, like the meme edge lord he once was. I mean, he's just a meme at this point. Like he's truly just become a meme. And it becomes imagine- sad if you've heard him on uh, or highlights when he was on because he turns up on Joe Rogan still. Yeah, and he talks about that he's drunk all the time and that he's in terrible shape and he's gonna die at any second. It's like, wait, aren't you the guy who's just selling these supplements, telling us how healthy you are? Like, oh, I've never felt worse in my life. I'm drunk right now. I'm gonna be drunk more. Uh, uh, you, you need to help me, man. He's like, all right. Uh, what about the lizard man? Look, I just told him about the lizard man. I need real help. <laughs> I mean, all of that is 100% accurate. Okay, Zenger, I love you and I love Alex Star Jones, but I think Russ might have just done a fantastic job. Like, like, like a couple times there, I'm like, like, is, is, does does Russ have Alex Jones like in his house and he just holds on to the mic? I'm like, oh man, like, like is the soundboard really a soundboard? Is or is Russ just phenomenal at throwing his voice? Um, that was beautiful, Russ. Like, I, beautiful. I, I, I don't disagree. That was amazing. <laughs> you should have been doing this more. The whole time I'm thinking, how can I work Jesse Ventura? And look here, go look here, uh, Eric Jones. But I, because like I can never get it quite right. But I mean, oh. like you've truly harnessed the the pure sadness of a man broken by by conspiracy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, you get him at his height when he still, you know, had before he got completely canceled from everything. <laughs> I can imagine Zanger someone goes back to some of our like, like ep- early episodes like two years ago with Alex Star Jones. They're like, who is this supposed to be? <laughs> they just come, they're like, why is Zanger just like like chewing on nuts and bolts as he tries to talk? Oh man. I if 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 you have listened to every episode and decide to go back, Zach will send you something as a thank you for that. I don't know what. I'll send you contempt. a baggie of like like oh yeah, I'll send you my contempt. <laughs> I'll send you a, a bundle of Zeng Wars episodes to show you my <laughs> Perfect. I, I know somebody was working their way through Zingness's backlog, and I was like, who does this to themselves? I mean, thank you, but why? Oh, my God. Um, oh, God. I what one of them, I think they commented on something you said, too, in one of the twi- tweets they did at me. Oh, oh. They're, they're like the guest you had on for this episode. I'm like, what crap an episode is that? And I go check. And I'm like, oh, it was Zach, of course. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that that was a Zangness thing. Um, yeah, that was a good episode. That was one of the many episodes we did on Far From Home, which Zenger had to rebuy. Um, Possibly, I don't know. I might have just bought it for the first time. Who cares? 
singer like when he's moving like out of his house like a few like, like five ten years from now like finds a copy of far from home like behind the tv like it's covered like with an inch of dust mm, perfect oh uh, is horatio sands canceled yet what i think that's a star wars topic i don't i didn't really read into it too much oh that yes blue guy mithril yes. our old good friend mithril another star wars uh, classic new Mandalorian character. He's and the definitely not armor from um, from uh, Lord of the Rings. No, Horatio Sands, what, of SNL fame and podcasting, right? No, I, I meant the whole mithril. That's, that's armor from Lord of the Rings. Oh, he got, Why I am I the right. only person knowing this? I know it, but I would have never have expected these other guys to know it, so I wouldn't have even said it, but I appreciated it. You know what? The foot soldiers of Helm's <laughs> Deep. This is the Knights of Vader, right? Yeah, Zach, get out of here. Oh, my God. We got our nonsense. perfect. Oh, man. Side project now. Foot soldiers of Helm's Deep. <laughs> Recording this Wednesday. Every week after Zang Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Helm's Deep. Never forget. I don't get any of this. Wait, seriously? No, I never watched Lord of the Rings. What the crap? Are you saying you are you saying you've actually never watched it? No, I watched like an hour and a half of like out of seven hours of the first movie. I'm like, so you watched like the introduction to the movie? Then I don't care. Life is too short to waste your time on bad movies. But you, but you willingly (laughs) went and watched Bad Batch. Yes, I enjoyed it. I got to, hey, hey, does Lord of the Rings have scorch from Delta Squad it? I mean, it might. It has, it has, it does not. It has a solid amount of hilarious Christopher Lee action. Let's say this is the, wait, save this for Foot Soldiers of Helm's Deep. What are you guys doing? It's all about getting Zach to watch it and react to it. I have all those movies. I have literally zero interest in watching any of them. Literally. Yeah, in my opinion, they're the they're the the last uh, three good films to come out in human history. Are you saying that before or after the sequel trilogy? I think he made his point. <laughs> <laughs> what Chris is trying to say is the last good uh, films in Hollywood history are The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. If Actually, Chris does I not re- say anything that I mean, is a definitive yes. I'm going to yeah, edit no, all I, this I, out. I, I just realized the Achilles heel of my statement, but uh, it because obviously um, the like episode three came out after Lord of the Rings, so that one's oh. still pretty good. But jeez, uh, yeah. jeez, sorry, guys, sorry, sorry, yeah, you know, it's some of the you know, but but the, the nice thing about them is like when you're talking about Lord of the Rings fans, you're talking about like serious nerds, like almost on a level that like we sort of understand but not quite and uh almost none of them were mad about those film adaptations which is a fascinating thing can't wait to see what happens with uh, the netflix no amazon series can't wait to see how they respond to that torch some pitchforks it's safe it's safe because instead of making legolas like a weird like uh, guy who tries to kill his nephew, they're gonna set it like two thousand years of a different timeline. Like that's as safe as it gets. Exactly. Zach, I'm with you. What are these nerds talking about? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, nerds. Nerds. Good job, I gotta guy. Fix the soundboard. Thank <laughs> you. 
Oh God. All right. Uh, before we switch away from the wild bunch, Mr. Yazo, uh, any thoughts on season one of the bad batch, AKA season eight of clone wars. Sure. Not wrong. <laughs> it could have been done in quarter of the time. Like you're, like four episodes, it would have been a dynamite show. I would Preach. agree on an eight, on an eight out of ten. But with the sixteen, they just—it was just a lot of filler, and that's the thing that that it bogged it everything down. Like you would have some good points, but those good points were overshadowed by just the waiting. And over time, I just found myself. I was like, oh yeah, I can see why they made this episode. That's a cameo for someone that was in Rebels, or oh, that was Captain Rex from clone wars oh this was this person from that and the funniest thing is when i sit there and look at my facebook feed it sits there and actually tells me all the easter eggs that i missed because you know in the last episode that's supposed to tie up to the mandalorian because that technician was the same they were wearing the same outfit as dr pershing in in the mandalorian season two season one well and why yeah. And why? And and I'll tell you why. Also, JJ can make up Palpatine's backstory over the weekend. That's exactly. why. Exactly. Was that now Dr. Pershing's I was sitting big there. sister or something that we it met at the end? Was grandmother. Oh, okay. On his Grandma Pershing. Cool. On his on his father's <laughs> side, twice removed from his mother, that was also a clone, voiced by Deep oh. Red. I think you're being too generous, even though how much time is there between this and uh, and Mandalorian? Like 20 years or something, right? Like something like that. It's it's it, oh, God, it's more than that. Like it's what, 19, it's 25 years. OK, so, yeah. So um, I, it's not going to be Dr. Pershing's grandma. Like I'm I would put, I would bet that Dr. Pershing grandma himself, Pershing. him looking identical to how he does in the Mandalorian, but animated will appear next season. Because time is not a thing anymore in Star Wars canon. And why is the Camino thing anymore? If they blew it all up, because they, they they're just implying that they like exported all of their cloning knowledge. That's uh, before blowing it up. It's Project Paperclip, and <laughs> and all of the clones too. They they took all the clones off the planet, so they could do war metal. Yeah, because it was train train those you, yeah. They knew it'd be too dark to show like little clone fetuses in all those tubes while the planet got shot oh, to pieces. God. All those clone fetuses. Like it's one of those like 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 images like on the side. It's like all these clone fetuses would grow up to be pickled snokes. Oh, Do you, you think gotta see that big crocodile thing just come and just a whole bunch of fetuses are floating in the water and it's just, <laughs> wow, oh, oh, all up at once. I oh wanted... god. What a and he goes, There's always a bigger <laughs> fish and he winks. <laughs> No, nothing is wasted on Camino, but uh, but I wanted to see one of those like when they see like there was a really perfect missed moment there when they're sort of looking at the uh like the it's like the next morning and they're looking at like the wreckage like it would have been great to see like some Caminoans from like the village over like flying around with their like like Loch Ness monster pterodactyls that you see briefly <laughs> in episode two like where were those guys at and and like the other thing I was wondering is I think. It's not clear. I think one line from uh, stock Imperial general uh, in the series. Uh, he sort of, yeah, he sort of, I think he has a line where he implies that they were like shooting at like other cities other than uh, 
what's the city called? Uh, Topeka? Topeka Topeka City. Yeah. Yeah, Topeka. I think he says one thing where they imply they're shooting at, like, other stuff. But it's like... What, so just get bored? Well, here's the thing, right? Like the 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 Owens, like they there was literally three of them on that facility that you ever saw. Um, you can't have a super advanced cloning facility like if that's the entire like infrastructure of your planet, right? So like, like there's obviously like there's got to be like regular Owen cities on the planet, and like I don't know if they're trying to purposely just not talk about it or like whether they're implying that like all of them were killed pretty much. Like, what are they, like, that can't be the whole I like, to, Chris, Chris, I would love to imagine that, like, I don't know, like, 40 years before the events of uh, the Clone Wars, there's, like, two Kaminoans, and they're, like, one of them's, like, I'm gonna go into cloning, and the other one's, like, I'm going into cosmetics, and, like, we find out that it's, like, Tom Wee, and, like, oh, God, uh, Nala Say, and they're, like, yeah, that jerk's never going to amount to anything being cosmetics. Like, cut to 33 years later. And they seize, like, the orbital bombardment. It's like, man, I'm sure glad that isn't our floating platform. This entire planet is three platforms. Like, Rick only <laughs> given a tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, you got to have, a, you got to, like, like, it showed them with their, like, weird, like, dinosaurs that they're riding. Like, you know, I, it's hard not to imagine a, like, primitive subset of the Kaminoan population that just like does a bunch of hippie nonsense like riding <laughs> space dinosaurs and like they're not really that into the cloning stuff like they're out say, there they're, like, sa- they're saving those flying dinosaurs for high republic because isn't, isn't there like main art of high republic where there's a jedi riding a flying dinosaur i know there is i'm looking at it right now in star Wars okay Star-Man, well if so. you if you remember hey hey going back like a year and a half ago you remember from our high republic episode on the infamous infamous dry erase board, there was a thing that just said dinosaurs on it. I'm not sure if Zenger remembers that. Oh, I remember. I remember now. It still. Oh, it's there. There's a there's a Jedi flying something that's got like four wings. It's definitely a dinosaur. Fascinating. <laughs> Good to see that that dry erase board from a year and a half ago paid off finally. I thought we I laughed thought they just, a lot. I thought they just settled on dragons because they had one on the book of the like Legends of Luke Skywalker thing, right? There was like a pretty stereotypical dragon on that, wasn't there? Is there? No, one. There, maybe it's not that one. They maybe it's like, did they have like another like anthology storybook? It's like like one of them, fables, missing fables. Yeah. Yeah, one of them has like a like a straight up like Arthurian dragon on the front, and it's like not uh not very Star Warsian design per se. Yeah, that's the case. All right. Anything else about the uh, Wild Bunch season one? Are we ready to move on to uh, Chris Porteous buys a toy off the internet? The Equally compelling. The toy talk. The toy talk. I can't wait. I was so mad. I couldn't hear the uh, or be part of the toy stuff last time. Chris, that you've been building this up. This bootleg, gigantic, metal-covered Razor Crest finally came in the mail to the only Chris Porteous in all of Canada. All right, so yeah, so the, the, it's made by this guy who goes by has no talent on Instagram. I don't know how many there are. I don't know how he makes them. From the other, I talked to some other guys who make this stuff, and they don't understand how he can even get this stuff done in a factory with low numbers like this. Like, who knows? He's got some awesome connections or something, whatever. Um, so I, I opened it up today. It's it was it's advertised as a kit for one. So like you know it's um if I had to give it compare the size like Zach you know it's a little bit a little bit longer than a Republic gunship 
a, a little okay. bit girthier. It's comparable in size to a Republic gunship, but like wait, wait, wait. Are less we talking empty space. Lego? No, Hasbro. Republic <laughs> gunship because we can get into this. Well, I think Talking Hasbro, has no talent. Hold on. Yeah, well, I think the Hasbro Republic gunship uh, is probably comparable in size to the new like UCS Lego one. Fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that the figures are like one third the height. But the the gunship itself is probably about the same size. But uh, yeah, so you know it's it's within the ballpark of like that big. Like um, it's advertised as a kit. Uh, it doesn't snap together. Like I think the intention is that you glue it. I haven't noticed any instructions in the box, but it's pretty self-explanatory. So it's all sort of in parts. Like because the way it's painted, they had it had to be done all separately. I'm I would definitely give the. Uh, the pack i was super impressed by the packing job i would give that like 10 out of 10 like i was not expecting that from a a guy who's like running his own operation like like every part was like triple wrapped with bubble wrap and there was like an interior box that had like two inches of padding around that and then an exterior box which showed up really smashed up so like I'm, i'm glad it was set up that way um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. It looks, it looks pretty awesome. I, I, I don't, uh, I haven't started gluing it together. I'm like, that's, if, if it would hold together decently without that, I probably wouldn't do it, but it's kind of essential or like the engines basically just slide right off. Well, Zinger, you don't need uh, glue for those Lego, huh? You know, what's going on with this? What the Legos? I was about to say, I know you're a you're a Lego guy. I guess that's one in your corner because you don't have to, you know, get all sticky putting the the nope. the Lego together, right? I mean, unless I want to make sure it stays together, I don't have to do that. <laughs> I'm I'm saying that there's a um probe droid sitting beside me that's been smashed, re-put together, and now I'm just gonna put it together because um Ellie ain't doing it fast enough, and I'm tired of it clogging up my office. Jeez, Ellie. I know she needs to get it together, so I'm just gonna do it myself. Move it down with our other Lego displays for Star Wars stuff, and find the. Oh, by the way, the Seinfeld set is is guaranteed for me. I just do not know when Lego is gonna actually ship it, but that will be going in the office while the probe droid will make its way downstairs to our Star Wars Lego display. That's an Woo! official set that that uh, the Seinfeld set. Yeah, I got mine. I'm putting it together right now. That's amazing. I, I ordered mine and it has not come in yet. It took a while. Like I ordered mine the day of and it took like, God, almost like over a week for it to ship. Yeah. Ellie ordered a ton of stuff too. And it took like, it just got in. So, huh? Jeez, Ellie. (laughs) Do they, do they rename Kramer like fire spray or? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying number five. Better yet. Is he even included at all? Oh Yeah. yeah. They didn't sub him out with a Newman or something like that. Yeah. No, that you get Newman, which I find weird. You do get Newman. You get a bunch of stuff. Like there's some really fun accessories. Like there's the uh, Festivus pole. There's the pretzel from these pretzels are making me thirsty. The, the coffee table book, Fusilli Jerry. Um, oh God, Zinger. Like, this, the list just keeps going on and on. Like the little baggie with the goldfish in it that Lane has. Yep. Yeah. There's some pretty fun ones. Oh no, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Like I said, you you're you scare tactics me into getting it, so I'm glad I did. I got it. So Chris it's... about that about that ship that you got. Yes. Does it look like it it fits uh what size figures does it fit? 
It's 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 like I'm guessing it's pretty. It's like if looking at it now, I bet you it's like ten to fifteen percent smaller than the Haslab one. It it's it's got two chairs in the cockpit. It definitely fits three and three quarter. I think the idea behind the design was that it's a little like more sort of Kenner styled than like being as super realistic as the Haslab one. Uh, but you know, like it's definitely big enough to like put a bunch of three and three quarter figures in it. Let's put it this way: uh, Chris has a lot of quills on order right now to fill this ship out. If you I already, walk some chowers. already got them. Yep. <laughs> the quill mobile now. now yeah. Every, everything in there is chromed out. Everything, the whole inside, all the parts. It's ridiculous looking. Did it, did it come in? Did it come on plastic trees like a model kit, or was it all separate? It was all separate. You could see where they broke broke off the pieces, but like so, there's like a couple spots that like don't have the chrome paint. But like, I mean, like when you consider this is like, like the scale of this operation. Like, like I knew what I was getting into, right? Like it was expensive, and what you're essentially doing is like it's almost like a giant. It's better than this, but like the analogy would be like, like when you go to like a like a dollar store and they have like giant toys that are like three dollars it's like if you if like if a madman took control of a factory that makes that kind of stuff and like just did whatever he wanted but you had to like pay way more for it because like you were <laughs> like it's just like the quality is not like hasbro standard for sure but like it's just be, it's just because you're it's literally like a crazy person doing whatever they wanted to and like it's great in that regard um, you, you know, like I, I was talking to a guy who ordered it, uh, one from the same batch that I got and he got like, uh, being in Georgia, like not in a different country, he got his like only like one day ahead of me really. And, uh, but he was telling me like, oh, it's a fingerprint magnet. Like you got to Like the paint will fleck it, the, the fleck off if you like touch it the wrong way. And like, he was talking about like, make sure you get white cotton gloves like it's you know nothing says like star wars toy nerd like handling it with white cotton gloves like that's pretty pretty uh pretty serious stuff but like you know i followed the instructions and like i probably have less paint flecking and fingerprints than he did initially um but you know like i do not uh, i am not disappointed and i will uh definitely share some images once i've got it all set up just be careful with the glue because if it is if it is painted on chrome and it's not chrome plated that stuff will the glue will eat it off yeah i gonna definitely like um sand I, down the pieces that you're gonna join there's that and i noticed on some of the parts uh it actually like a few of the connecting parts do not have the chrome paint on them so like All there right. was yeah so that's a good point um but uh you know no one listening probably has one of these but like because <laughs> it's like it's the most ridiculous thing ever and like you have to like hassle the guy on instagram like aggressively to get one <laughs> But like, Disney, no, Disney's taking notes going, all right, he said the guy's Instagram. Okay, well, fine. Oh, all right, yeah. thanks, no, thanks. I mean, we'll get like, our hands on one. Don't worry. Yeah, well, you know what? Like, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's awesome. Like, the guy does a lot of stuff. Like, he does, like, a lot of, like, Kenner-style Mandalorian figures that, like, were not done in the retro collection. Like, he has some, like, dark troopers that are, like, black chrome that look really awesome. But, like, but at this, it's kind of like, um, like, the Heart of the Jedi novel that unlicensedly leaked on amazon like like a few months back like 
bottom line is I already have mine. So like, it's totally fine if he gets hilariously shut down at this point, right? Like, Chris is like, I got mine. I don't care what happens to the rest of you nerds. If you get ten percent of dollars, Chris, you is, get shut. Chris is turning him in to get some value. He's like yeah. pulling up the ladder. You know, all right, later, guys. Like Slave One got renamed. Like the the Chrome <laughs> the Chrome Razor Crest got shut down. Like uh, you can't buy that book anymore. Things are looking up. He's like Disney, Disney. He calls it the Slave Two. It's written on the box. He just writes it on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually calls it the Mudhorn One, and the one one weird thing about it design-wise is like that sort of uh like the Mudhorn insignia is like appears on the appears on the hull of this ship no less than ten times. Like it's kind of excessive. Like it's every little like corner of the cockpit and on the doors have the like Mudhorn insignia, which I thought was kind of weird. Dinja Jaren, he was so proud of his new insignia, he was just tagging it everywhere. He had a stencil made. Yeah, like it's 3D all over the place because there's no there's no paint other than the chrome. So like it's weird. It's just like in the cockpit and on all the doors. Gonna throw one little uh, Grogu face in there, baby whiskey, whatever he calls him. Happy birthday, Rob. Baby whiskey. Baby whiskey. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not listening, but that's that's not. <laughs> but I'm uh, to pull it back in with that. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like you know, um, but uh, speaking of Ben Affleck's birthday, like, um, I did listen to that that last episode of Cinemodities, and like, you know, um, it was good. It was good of him to sort of find like the weirdest, darkest corner of Ben Affleck's cinematic history and spotlight something he made in like film school. Like, I appreciated that. It sounded kind what? of interesting. Adam? I. <laughs> what? I said what? Phantoms? He was the no. bomb in that. Come on. I know. <laughs> what you want to tell everybody what the name of the Ben Affleck's uh, student film was, Chris? Oh, I could take a tr- crack at it, but like I don't think I'll nail it. But it's something like I... uh, let me let me say it just to make Can I, you even I, say I, it? If we're <laughs> yeah. And confused is what it's called. Oh my God. God. I, now I have to wonder if I can even say it on the podcast. Um, the title of Netflix student film is I killed my lesbian wife, hung her on a meat hook, and now I have a three picture deal at Disney. Wow. So it's a so weird which, prequel to Chasing Amy. Which <laughs> and, 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 and which part of that title do you think Ben Affleck regrets most? Like the killed lesbian wife part or the putting Disney's name in there? I would imagine probably a little bit of all the above. <laughs> I would imagine there's no part of that that he doesn't regret. As he's dating J-Lo again. Yeah, congratulations. Happy the sum birthday. of all fears. We're going right back. <laughs> Gili. I'm just going to start naming movies he's worked on to describe situations he's put himself in. The Jersey Voyage Girl. of the Mimi. Argo. <laughs> See, none of these are working. You gotta, you gotta, gotta have somebody else say something, and you respond with it. He did do, um, what was it, a PSA for high schoolers about steroid abuse when he was younger. Did he? Yes, he did. You right. could look it up. He goes through like roid rage. It's, it's, it's very jarring. How I think I have an idea of what Ben Affleck's birthday is going to be for twenty twenty two. I've seen it. C-3PO walks in on him and he is doing steroids and he's like, good Lord, Ben Affleck, what are you? Just like when it's R2 your birthday, was smoking. Isn't it? <laughs> it's your birthday, isn't it, Ben Affleck? <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Oh, God. So, Chris, I have to ask, with this uh, Mudhorn one, are you going to try to, like, paint it? Like, like, are you going to, like, pr- like prime it and paint it in, like, mandolinian razor crest colors? Or are you just going to leave it as, like, this shiny uh, uniqueness that it is? Or are you going to drop our giant rock on it to make it screen accurate? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do with the Lego we have. <laughs> Technically, he should just vaporize it, Ross. He should just like it's a flaming rock that you throw at it. It's the the charring effect. Well, you know, like uh, like I think I said it on the last episode too, but like it, like it would probably like you can't prime it. Like that would just be a waste of the paint job. But like it would probably look good if you did like a a, like a black wash technique on it, where you get just like some something a little bit of black and like all the grooves, so you can like really like see the shape of it better. But, you know, like I'm going to have like the 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 insane collector in me is going to have a lot of trouble even adding glue to this thing. So, like, I don't think I'm going to paint it because it's preposterous looking as it is. Like just even adding glue to it is like it's like I'm permanently altering it. I don't know about this. You know what I mean? It's it's traumatic as it is. So So, I don't. Yeah, I'm not going to paint it. So it would be the last thing he wanted. Yeah, what, for it to not be built. <laughs> yeah, like I, I like I'm already like I'm already like getting real antsy. Like I opened it up and like have all the parts loose now from the original packaging. Like it's extreme, right? So you're just angling to trade someone for the actual one. No, but out. there is a guy. There is a guy on eBay who's like, who like I looked this up just to see because when I found out about this, there weren't any. Like the guy didn't have any available. Because like he just says on Instagram, I got four first people to claim it. It's theirs. Like so, when I was first looking into it, he didn't have any. So I just checked eBay to, just to see, and there was one guy who had it like as sent to him unassembled. He was trying to get like twelve hundred dollars for it, and it's like you know if you're out there, like definitely don't do that because that guy's <laughs> gonna he's he's gonna post more of them, and it's less than half that much. So you should probably not do that. How much does this cost you? Uh, you disclose it or you give it was like it, it was it was two it was it was per, like it's 25 percent 20 to 25 percent cheaper than a has lab razor crest regardless of what country you're in <laughs> okay well it sounds like this person's playing reindeer games with you <laughs> I, I i already have it though so it's good like can you that service man like it was packed beautifully like i got it like a week after ordering it or less like it's that's amazing like this guy whatever he's doing like i'm not surprised he's popular like sure he'll probably get shut down imminently and like that's a real shame for everyone else who won't be able to get one of these so you're saying this person's going all the way i think he's a real daredevil for making this product (laughs) (laughs) they're just quickly scouring imdb trying to figure out the perfect retort to this I mean, it'd be smoking aces if I was. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hate this podcast. Um, okay, yeah. Like I said, Suicide I, Squad. He was in that? Yes. Batman. Oh, yeah, it was Batman. Oh, yeah, he was in that. Oh, God. I forgot about that. Which one are you talking about? The one that was called Suicide Squad or the one that is now called Suicide Squad? No, the the new one's called The Suicide Squad, I think. That should be that should <laughs> be true. illegal. 
Oh, oh, yeah, because Star Wars has never done that with anything called Clone Wars and The Clone Wars. Oh, come on, Chris. You're forgetting the films. You have Star Wars and you have The Star Wars. That's what the, the reboot Bad would be called. Batch and the regular <laughs> Bad Batch that we all, you know. That'll be the re- reboot when Disney eventually like realizes like they've kind of like like run the treads on the Star Wars tire down to their nubs. Like we'll get a reboot like in 2085 called The Star Wars. It'll be just in yep. time for the 109th yep, the anniversary. The new one is called The Suicide Squad. Honestly, I think it's it's going to be sooner than that. The Star Wars, and that's when finally all the old guys have have shuffled off to join the force, and they can finally do it without a lot of backlash. Ah, uh, delightful. Um, on a note from last week's episode, Chris, I finally decided on a hot toy Star Wars figure. I got. Drumroll, please. Yes, I had. I figured yes. once we guessed that, we adding it to the Mary Suzanne collection. My very small scale Mary Suzanne. Well, after very buying nice. that, it was gone, girl. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Go back to your Zang Wars. Uh, yeah, you can talk about Gonk Girl. Or whatever. Uh, well, I mean, if I do that, that would be the last thing he wanted. He being you. Also, another movie by Ben Affleck. Boo. Uh, one thing I did, I, Russ, I think, did you find that Dark Ray like Hasbro figure yet, or like Dark Side Ray? Uh, yeah, I do. I have the uh, the Black Series one for sure. Cool, cool. Because I saw, I see that like Sideshow Collectibles has like a bust of like Dark Side Ray. And I'm like, oh man, like Mary Suzanne, Russ. I wonder if Russ ever kind of needs Hasbro version. I know it's really cool looking. I like part of me now is just kind of like in Rise of Skywalker, like collecting mode. I'm just like I have to preserve all this stuff because I have a feeling Disney's never going to make any more merchandise for it. So I just have to be like, oh god! Like every time I walk by like the Lego aisle and I see like Kylo Ren shuttle, I'm like, it wasn't in the movie, but it has Rise of Skywalker packaging on it, so I must protect it. It's the episode two marketing campaign of, of Star Wars once again, where it, yeah, and it came and went so quickly. I, I found uh, they had like some Ray sanitary wipes that I found kind of recently. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I gotta get. They were like definitely made post post COVID 19 world. And for some reason, they put Ray on some wipes. And yes, we have a couple of those <laughs> in the museum. Susie. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's really your field of dreams. That's the second best Star Wars COVID related <laughs> collectible after the toxic baby Yoda yeah. hand sanitizer. <laughs> oh god. I, I remember at work we had those for a while, and then once I found out they had like they were made of like carcinogenic like like materials. We like we didn't have any more of them. Like, God darn it. I, I was like, now I, I want them. Yeah. <laughs> I know now that I can get cancer from them. Now they're collectible. Huh. <sighs> Just like the old Burger King glasses. Oh God, yeah. I still have my uh oh god, my Shrek two or Shrek four glass with Donkey on it that has cancer paint. You know, you guys are I don't know why just talking about these weird Star Wars items just inspired for a new Disney Plus show. It should be called Survivor Star Wars. And you have to survive see how long you can survive just on products that are officially licensed Star Wars products. I'm talking food, clothing. Uh, tent or whatever you're gonna live in, everything has to be Star Wars, and you have you got to find a good food source first. Well, I mean, the dogma of that situation would be really hard for Disney to deal with with all the paychecks they'd have to hand out. <laughs> this guy's been eating 40 year old C3PO's trying to win this thing. 
I mean, you're really chasing Amy at that point to win this competition. <laughs> You'd be dazed and confused, as we know. <laughs> I hate you, Zach. I mean, you, uh, you're going to be glory days too if you do win. Oh, yeah. For going all if you the win, way. yes. <laughs> oh God! Remember, folks, he's got to do every film in Ben Affleck's filmography, or else it doesn't count. He's got to fit Gili into this somehow. <laughs> he's got to use that as a noun or verb. Well, I mean, this whole episode's turning into a Pearl Harbor of changing lanes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Zanger. Um, yes, Hot Toys, uh, Ray. Looking forward to it. Supposed to get here sometime this week. Looking for the new Hot Toys with Geely in it. Like oh, I, Hot Toy. Oh, my God. I'd buy that in an instant. Oh, my God. Crowdfund. Hot Toys, Ben Affleck, Geely. Hot Toys, Jennifer Lepo, uh, Lopez. <laughs> How many of you have actually seen Gigli? I have not seen Gigli. Dead Silence. Dead Silence I, seems to be the response to that. I because, tried you know to watch what, it. That movie's just, he's not that into you. He was in that? Yes. Oh, my God. Why have God been Affleck? Did, did, did you miss me saying Field of Dreams earlier? Because apparently he's in that. I want As to be As a baseball fan at Fenway because God forbid anyone goes five seconds with Ben Affleck not mentioning he's from Boston. Singer, please fit in Hack Snyder's Justice League into this. I don't know how I'm going to fit that in. That's the one I'm trying to work on because I'm just trying to survive surviving Christmas over here. Singer has me, Singer has me praying for Armageddon. <laughs> oh no, not you too. Oh no. <laughs> Zach, you better get a hold of the Knights of Vader, the accountant, because it's going to be a dawn of justice soon. <laughs> oh, my God. This podcast. I, I Somewhere, like, if Rob actually ever does listen to this, which he probably won't, um, he would eat this up. Because there's – you, are any of you aware of the fact that in the Tron episode of Cinematis, him and Ben got like, on a 20-minute dissertation, like, adding like, – like, like, thinking all the words that have the word – like, either it's, like, a prefix or suffix of Tron in it. And they just kept going back Make and forth. Megatron. Like a, no, but your heart's in the right place. Um, but yes, this is very similar to that. And if Rob, if Rob were here, Rob would be losing his mind right now. Oh, wait, um, hold on, hold on. I, I think I got the premise of this. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League Tron. No, um, but thanks for playing. It started um, to sound like that by the end of it, to be fair. But yeah, they started out a little a little sharper. Yes, and they get duller over time, just like Knights of Vader. Zach, um, if you were if you were trying to get this back, just remember Star Wars is all about Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, who are in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, one of our favorites. By Kevin Smith. Who's making he, Clerks Three? He was making a Allegedly. Ben Affleck movie reference if you guys missed that. Him and Matt Damon were in that movie. actually fun fact, in that movie, uh Ben Affleck plays two characters, one of them being himself. What does this episode become? Um, this is what happens, folks, and there isn't a firm structure the Knights of Vader. I Once completely... again, this this episode is becoming Zach's some of all fears. Yes. We didn't even talk that about that article, that homework you made us do, because you told us yeah, it was Ben Affleck's birthday, then you that? sent us an article. 
Now I feel bad because like we're actually talking about something like substantive and like it's in the last it's like probably in the last twenty minutes of the episode. Oh, I well, thought you were cutting out our, the last fifteen minutes enthusiasm. of this. So I thought we could just roll right to it. Oh god, I hate editing. Editing used to be nice when we were very straight, like streamlined with things. Um, well, all right, company well, man, and get us to that conversation. No, I'm gonna mute you on the Skype call. It's coming to that. Go record your Zang Wars episode. I was gonna add it today. Oh my god. All right, one final like collecting question for Chris. Chris, have you, because it's like getting like a nice release in Canada, have you, and, and tying it into the, the Bad Batch, have you seen that Captain Rex, like, Bad Batch figure yet in your, like, neck of the woods? I saw it today, actually, at a uh, toy show, and I saw oh. an, e- an Echo. Um, the Rex... it correctly. Echo? Uh, uh, the, the, the Rex uh, looks like... I don't know. I have the... I had the I have the earlier Rex. Like, I kind of like that better. I... I I obviously there was like a 30% upcharge on it being at a toy show. So that's part of why I didn't get it also because I already have the other one, which I think is better. I was just more curious if you actually found it at retail, not a toy show. Like, if, um, like, like, like this is more of a distribution question yeah, as opposed I, to like yeah. a, like, did you buy it question? If I was trying, I probably could have like, I, like I seen, I've seen a lot of um, like the, the new vintage collection stuff, especially I've seen a lot of that at retail and Toys R Us did get that, clone wars wave of black series so like i don't know if that wasn't exclusive anywhere i haven't been following it well enough but eb games which uh rest in peace they're rebranding it gamestop just like what you guys have so like we're losing that classic eb name anytime now which is like you know for a company that's like struggling to justify its continued existence spending millions of dollars changing signs is probably a good idea um come on uh, come on chris we know kids don't like electronic boutique (laughs) <laughs> they well no one knows what boutique it. is the 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 true meaning of the eb has 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 melted into the ether and like only a few people still remember what it was i suppose I but, uh, eb games was still around as of like 15 years ago so it's not that yeah actually yeah, but, it was around until about 2006 2007 yeah so like it's not that ancient i remember going to an eb game last time i remember going one was like 2004 I remember going to one as like in 2008, 2009. Singer's like, I worked at an EB game. Yeah, I, no, I worked at a GameStop, but we did have a few EB games that were still called EB games. Everything inside that was GameStop. It's just they hadn't changed it out yet because mm-hmm. like we had a mall that had an EB games on one end and a GameStop on the other, and they were in there forever. We also had one where it was an EB games and then literally across the street, another shopping center was a GameStop, and that one just closed this year. But they did, after a certain point, they did rename them all to GameStop. I think Babbage's is just lying in wait. wait God dang, the best, whole thing. Thing. best name ever. Babbage's and, um, what was the other one, Funko Land? Was it Funko Land? That's a real thing. I know it is, but that would be, Funko Land was always fun. To, like, say, I'm going to go to Funko Land. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty great now that you say it. You're welcome. Oh my God. Uh, Mr. Yazo, any uh, comments, questions, concerns, or snide remarks on EB Games? EB Games was awesome, even before it was GameStop. I think up in up uh, up where I am, it it pro- it phased out because the the store went through a remodel. That's where they got their GameStop sign. Yep. I'll do it. Yeah, I remember going there like. 
like around 2000 and when it was like the one i had locally you like had like the like the full like the sign was like the old sign where it like fully spelled out electronics boutique and like i they would get like like you know like a lot of like a lot of weird like imported stuff like they would have like like japanese pokemon cards like of characters that wouldn't come out in north america for like months <laughs> and you know just like they would like it, it used to have unique and interesting stuff whereas now it is literally just gamestop so like you know it's not the end of the world that they're changing the name but we we but you know we tend like like uh you're not wrong we tend to have pretty good distribution up here for all that stuff like any of the new vintage collection stuff for example i've been able to find find that easily i got that uh uh for those of you who pay attention in the facebook group for knights of Vader, you probably saw i got the um purge trooper that's that's a that's a nice new vintage collection from the gaming greats line have you come across the uh mall and ahsoka from clone war season seven yet no because i think i don't know about uh i don't know for i don't know for you guys but i think that was like was it a walmart exclusive here i don't know oh i think it was that's like that's like a fan channel no i think it's just a wide release in the states I'm pretty sure it was like either a Walmart or Amazon exclusive here, and it was never at retail, as far as I know. Gotcha. Oh, boy. All right, on to the article, the substantive thing in this discussion uh, 95 minutes in. Um, All right, there is an article, or technically it's a YouTube video, another one of my favorite punching bags on Knights of Vader from Midnight's Edge titled behind scar joe's black widow lawsuit the secret war behind the scenes at marvel and disney um out of all of us i think you can all the listener know which of us did the required reading and which one of us is kind of once again scribbling as a teacher goes around the classroom um to uh give a god i'm trying to figure out how i can give this in the most bite-sized uh form possible um what this video uh, pretends that it's the notion that everyone's probably heard about Scarlett. Does anyone here not know about Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit with Disney? I was aware of it. And uh, it's all about, doesn't it come down to points? Points are things that uh, actors get a little extra money on working on a film. And the fact that they released it streaming and in theaters. And when you get points for something, you, it's only for a theatrical release that you're getting extra for. Correct? Yes, that is the thing. By releasing it day and date on sh- a streaming service, ScarJo is claiming that she was denied an X amount of money by rushing it to streaming and that something if it was released just theatrically, she would have gotten more out of it. And uh, Disney is being very staunch in their rebuttal of this, being like, like it wasn't in your contract, honey. So uh, adios. Um But what makes this kind of fascinating beyond even just what the article will get at is the fact that Scarlett Johansson's agent is Billy Lord's father, a.k.a. Carrie Fisher's like, oh, God, I don't know if they were married at one point, but that is who Scarlett Johansson's lawyer um, agent is. Okay, so Billy Lord's dad is representing her. Is he also, and uh, others have come forward too, like, right, like uh, the Wonder Woman is also going to, is that it? Or so I know some, this is somehow spreading to where all, a lot of people are jumping on to want to sue for streaming um, things. It was the only other person is uh, Emma Stone for Cruella. And that <clears throat> apparently behind the scenes talk was she was kind of 
figuring out if it was worth it burning her bridge with Disney. And just in the last couple of days, like Disney announced they're going ahead with a Cruella sequel featuring Emma Stone. So that kind of puts that issue to bed. And somebody also asked, like, The Rock pertaining to Jungle Cruise. <laughs> this is and, the best response ever. And The Rock's just like, like, I ain't got time to sue. Is he, like, broke a cast and, like, picked up a minigun and started shooting a helicopter out of the sky? <laughs> or or you can ask exactly what the real response is. Oh, it, it's basically, I'm pretty sure he was lifting weights at the time and was like, do I look stupid? <laughs> I mean, why would you blowtorch a bridge like that? Like Disney, like if you get blacklisted by Disney, like you get blacklisted in so many other things. Well, Zenger, uh, I'm glad I'm glad Zenger that you brought this up because this is the entire like focal point of the video. Exactly, because I actually watched it until I got disinterested and went back to watching Bad Batch. Oh my God, Zenger, Zenger, you're killing me, Zenger, you're killing me. What? I couldn't take the human robot that is this podcast. I mean, that is that YouTube channel. Yeah, I so thought it long. was an actual robot, and I learned. I mean, like, not. I think this is a guy. I no. I'm just saying, if if I had Squarespace, I could create my own <laughs> thing to just purely waste five minutes of my goddamn time listening to a Squarespace ad that was read verbatim by a human robot. <laughs> that contradiction. Very much so. Don't forget <laughs> caring help or whatever else took up the first five minutes of that. Yeah, there was a there was a weird just integrated ad where I was like, how do I not skip this? I'm like, no, this is the video. But that aside, is Squarespace? The point of, I swore it was Squarespace. But isn't the the whole point of this that there are some kind of machinations going on where they think that whoever's representing ScarJo is doing this to go after current head of Disney to get Bob Iger back in there? Isn't this the conspiracy? That is being yeah, um, well, it's it's that's a that's a conclusion they come to the the thesis overall is that um, the oh god heads of the studios at Disney whether it be Lucasfilm, Marvel, Pixar, the animation, um, they are very unhappy with what Bob Ch- Bob Chapek is doing, the current CEO of Disney, and that apparently because Bob Chapek's history in the company. Before this, he was in charge of parks and resorts. And before this, he was a consumer products person, um, very much into merchandising. And the story apparently is from like a bunch of articles in the trades. I think it's Variety who claim that Bob Chapek is like every time like one of the studios wants to create like a film or a new like property or just anything, um, they have to like run it through like the distribution people and the consumer products people. And that's like driving the studio heads nuts because it's coming down to like kind of like what I've always been saying that like, oh, unless you have some sort of like a concrete backing to this and that like, oh, if this isn't going to like help the streaming service or it's not going to do well theatrically, we're not going to green light it or like, oh, the merchandise does will not support this sort of enterprise so we are not going to fund it so you're not going to get as many arbitrary oh god releases as you once did at disney like you're not just going to get like oh like we're making an ant-man the wasp movie well like the current like the first ant-man movie really didn't make a lot of money like we're not going to pour that sort of money into it we don't care we're just making another one because ant-man and the wasp 
um like like in the video they make a big point of saying things like marvels like shang chi and the eternals would not have been greenlit under this current like management style because there's like there's no like numbers and there's no reason to believe that these properties will excel it's just like a studio head doing what they think is right um and, and, and the thing that's interesting about this and what the midnight's edge people who are very much on the not my star wars train is that like once again it's weird that they, like in every single video of theirs kathleen kennedy is saying because even in this she gets her kind of little blur where we see her kind of wearing devil horns and having a little pitchfork and doing her homer simpson moment of i am the devil i am the devil um like claiming that like oh like like, like like kevin feige knows what he's doing but kathleen kennedy doesn't because she's evil um but the point being is that like this like they're claiming that bob Iger let the studio had to do whatever they want and he did not meddle in any of their plans which we know isn't true because bob Iger's the one that like man like when jj abrams and kathleen kennedy wanted to delay the release of the force awakens to may of 2016 he refused to let them do that He's also the one that kind of forced them into doing like The Last Jedi and Solo back to back. And it wasn't until after Solo's release that Bob Iger like publicly stated like, yeah, I kind of pushed Star Wars a little too hard. And I told him to kind of like dial it back a little bit. Um, so there's some stuff in this that's kind of I, I like it doesn't line up exactly as to how they're presenting it. But the thing that makes sense to me is the notion of like. Like I said, I think last week in the last couple few episodes of Knights of Vader and that like there's been a certain level of quietness in the like Star Wars Lucasfilm like gossip realm because I think everything that they do now has to be like greenlit by different departments within the company, not just Lucasfilm. That's why you're getting such projects being signed off on like is the Book of Boba Fett. Like the Book of Boba Fett is a project that was signed off on during the Bob Chapek era. And to me, that makes perfect sense based on the thesis that this video gives. Because think about it, Boba Fett's one of the top-selling Star Wars merchandise characters of all time. Um, that is a prime character for a, 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 like a distribution and a merchandising merchandisable story slash character. Um, and I think that's why you're going to see a lot of projects that were announced um like in oh god the tail end of the bob Iger reign are going to kind of just disappear like bringing this back to scarlett johansson apparently there was some like ta um oh god tower of terror movie in the works with her that's apparently been possibly scuttled because of this lawsuit uh the overall point of the article which i think is interesting and in how this ties to star wars being is that Everything that the Walt Disney Company puts out has to be signed off on by distribution and consumer products, which weirdly enough, the video says is a good thing because it's like, oh, if like considering how, oh, God, tied to the public distribution and consumer products are, you're really not going to get a lot of arbitrary things anymore. You're only going to get properties kind of steeped in some level of just like consumer excitement. Popularity. Yeah. Yeah. The one weird example they give, though, is they, they they contend that if Gina Carano would not have been fired because her figure is in such demand, and which I thought was a very weird, weird connection to make because it's like, well, well, those figures are in demand because you guys did fire her. It wasn't the other way around. People weren't clamoring for Cara Dune stuff. I mean, I might have been, but I don't think the general public was, which is, it was just a, a, a weird point they made in there about her. Yeah, I don't it's think they can figure that out on their own, by the way. They might not see that there's a correlation. 
which once again worries me. I yes, that's when they come put the cart it, before it, the horse. It, it seems like a a, a pitchman zinger thing. Wow, these Gina Corona figures are through the roof right now. Maybe we should get her back. I'm the perfect example of that. Like, I'm so ignorant. Like, literally, that was my least favorite character of Mandalorian season one. Once they fired her, like, I wanted all of them, and I yes, now have, have them all. all. Yes, yeah. you do. Oh, Chris, yeah. you bandwagon are you? I, like, yesterday, I got the the carbonized vintage collection, the last one I needed. Ooh, the shiny one. Exactly. Oh, geez. Um, but no, I, I yes, in that instance, they're kind of putting the uh, car before the horse. But I think, like, it, I, this makes sense to me as someone who's a, stu- a student of the Walt Disney Company, especially Bob Chapek. And he is somebody, if you look, because I remember when he got promoted to, like, uh, head of parks and resorts, like, a lot of the theme park people were, like, the fans were, like, oh, God. Um, but this is, like, one of my favorite Disney antidotes. And this is where I kind of like anecdote. where this is trending. I'm sorry, an- anecdote, whatever. I, I'm sorry, I said antidote, my bad. Um, there's a C in there. Uh, the, this was like one of my favorite Disney stories. Was back when, if anyone remembers like OG Epcot Center, there was Journey into Imagination. And there was a character, Figment, that had the Dream Finder, yada, yada, yada. In like the late 90s, they tweaked, they changed the ride and they got rid of the Figment character. And they made it into like journey into your imagination. And if anybody knows their Disney parks, like history is like, you have all these different, like it's weird. The theme parks are a very interesting microcosm of the overall Walt Disney company. Cause you have all these different like factions that have like a stake in the pie of getting those parks to work. Yet they're always kind of at odds with each other because like you'll have like Disney Imagineering whose job it is to design the rides and then like once they design the rides it's up to like operations of the individual park to then handle everything from there but then you'll also have like oh god the re- like the uh, the branch within the theme parks whose job it is to sell the merchandise and so getting back to uh, Journey into Imagination and the Figment character, when they got rid of the Figment character, the people who were in charge of like merchandise at the theme parks like were pulling their hair out because they did like a half a million dollars a year just in Figment plush. And so that automatically put them into like, like a hole that deep because they phased out a character. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, Imagineering just made a decision without consulting other branches – within that subset of the company as to how it would affect them. And that's where you'll see things like if you go over your history of the Walt Disney company, like something like John Carter, like the reason why one of the many reasons why Disney abandoned John Carter in early 2012 was that like, and obviously Chris being the merchandising expert here can definitely back me up on this was that like, when these movies are in production, they show a bunch of like the concept art promotional like things that have been created to the um, license partners. And if the license partners are not like like feeling this or like, yeah, I don't think this is going to sell just based on like how things look, you will see very little merchandise of something, which then tells Disney as the film is in production or maybe in post-production, oh, this is not – it's one of the first like litmus tests. Excuse me, if a film is going to be successful or not. And that and John Carter being one of the most pronounced examples of all this, and that like, oh, the licensed partners really want nothing to do with John Carter. So Disney in like in response did not spend a lot of marketing 
like a lot of marketing dollars of it, and then which the film didn't really get a lot of like notoriety, and then it dies at the box office. So it's this weird sort of just kind of like fait accompli in that like very early on, you, like the studio is aware of how successful a film will be, like if the license partners want nothing to do with it. And that's where, like, you'll see things like, oh, like, look at Shang-Chi. And I can't speak for any of you guys, but, like, every store I go to, whether it be, like, Walmart, Target, anywhere that carries, like, Marvel Legends figures, like, those things have been, like, peg-warming for months, and they're all on clearance. Because then that's the thing, that, like, if they would have brought, like, Shang-Chi, like, stuff to, like, the merchandising people, consumer products, they would have been, like, yeah, these, like, character designs and like costumes and stuff like are not really that appealing there's there's nothing really like our market research says this would not be a big toy seller because if you remember like yes these movies do make money but the true dollars are in the ancillary merchandise which is what lucas built most of his fortune on um that's kind of the point of all this is that like you just can't have one branch of the company be like, okay, we're pouring $200 million into this other branches be damned. It's like this weird form of like, I don't even say weird. It's this very unique idea of checks and balances within the company, which is ticking off the studio heads that don't like this sort of, Oh God, again, checks and balances. Does that make sense? Or is this kind of come across convoluted? Well, the other thing too, Zach, is you know you have to also think about it this way. You look at 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 the stuff that they make after the movie is made. You know, most of the times the summer blockbuster of the of the year, especially if anything was buzzworthy, you know, those you had fully stocked shelves and they were ready for the holiday time when it came out on DVD release or VHS mm-hmm. release back in the day. So people would get it. You know, you could get a uh, Say if it was a Star Wars movie coming out, came out in May. Next thing you know, that DVD or VHS would come out that holiday season. The toys were already out. Next thing you know, you'd have an uptick on merchandising, and you get some after effect from that, from that, from the the video release. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. That that was a huge thing with Star Wars. That's why Lucas deliberately like positioned those like it's not originally back in the uh, 1977 but like especially during the prequel era that was a big reason because you could double dip on the uh, merchandise sales so what they're doing now though is you look at most of the disney properties if it's if it's not a princess they haven't been hitting the mark on it no the disney properties that they own like the disney princesses mickey mouse everything like that they're they're pretty good on it but it's this other stuff that they picked up marvel star wars they have fox coming with their movies that they're going to be putting out that they can't keep up. The other thing too, is there's no toy stores. There's no toy stores around in in the United States. You have Amazon, Walmart, and target. Mm -hmm. And all of the people, the collect hardcore collectors are going to be there at six o'clock in the morning, waiting for the doors to open to get their figure. Then you're going to have the eBay people that sit there and pick up the stuff so they can sell it on eBay. And they're going to become there multiple times. And then what happens to that little kid that wants wants that toy? They're going to Amazon. They're going to Walmart.com. But you guys are even seeing it too because you guys are getting your orders canceled. Mm. So there's no there is no there is no distribution for that stuff anymore. 
But, it seems like uh, the timing of everything is so screwed up now. I don't know if it's just because of they've all these delayed films, but Shang-Chi toys should not be on the shelves months before. No kid, barely comic book readers barely know who Shang-Chi is at this point. True. And the same with Ghostbusters they screwed up with. Um, uh, Wonder Woman. It's like they can't help it. It's like the toy production goes in. And like, we're not sitting on this for two years till you decide you're ready to put in a theater. So it, everything seems screwed up with this right now. And that that's what comes down to Black Widow. Because Black Widow was supposed to be released back in 2020 or end of 2019. Then you had COVID. They backed it off, backed it off, backed it off, backed it off. More stuff was going online about that movie than it was actually people were seeing more stuff online about that movie than they were actually in the theater because they couldn't go to the theater. It was something that was losing them money. It was losing momentum. It was losing their place in it. The only bad thing is they should have renegotiated the contract with Scarlett Johansson because she had an old contract. And that's the only thing that happened with that. She was working off a multi-year deal. Didn't have anything in there about having to wait for the release of this movie. And that's what happened. She's at the end of her run. I don't think they're going to have her back as, as the Black Widow in a Marvel series anytime soon. Unless it's a cameo, she's not going to make her money. And all of these people have it in their contracts, similar to Robert Downey Jr., because he started it with Iron Man, that he gets a percentage of box office revenue. Streaming service is not box office revenue. You can't, like Zach said before, you can't quantify it. There's no numbers that people can see. They're not going to give the numbers to her to see how many people watched it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that and like I said, like obviously the current landscape we're in right now, um, like Joe said, when it comes to like pandemic stuff, like it's not exactly fair to sit there and be like, oh, well, this. But like, how many times have we seen, like, again, like I'm trying to think of another example of like a Disney thing where like you got, you could tell that like the merchandise wasn't like there. Like, okay, another example from like 2013. Like, I remember like, like when the Lone Ranger came out. It, like there was like yeah I know insert laughter here, but like I remember NECA made like uh, Lone Ranger and Tonto toys, and I remember like seeing those on shelves once, and I never saw them again because like it was just like I think every Toys R Us got like oh god a box so like two of each figure and that was it. And if you look, I remember like, seeing them too, and I I regret not grabbing one because I'm going whoa that's why that's weird and yeah never to be seen again that Johnny and Depp Chase figure. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and those are like not to say that they're extremely hard to find, but like figures that were like fifteen dollars like eight years ago are now like seventy dollars because they were made. Because like, guess what? The licensed partners saw what was happening. They looked at the stuff like, oh geez, like we don't want to make like there's like zombie jackalopes and 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 Johnny Depp has like a dead bird on his head. It's Wild Wild West all over again. Oh, yeah, 100%. I know it's delightful. I love The Lone Ranger because it's insanity Um, coming soon to a Cinematis nearest you. But, like, in Helen Bomb Carter has, like, an ivory leg that Barry Pepper likes to stroke. Like, it it is a bonkers film. Uh, Go check it up on Disney Plus if it's even on there. Um, It is. Is it? Everybody, there's no excuse. Go watch The Lone Ranger. If you're not watching the season one finale of The Wild Bunch, go watch The Lone Ranger. You won't be disappointed. I mean, unless uh, you're stuck in a boiler room or something. You know what? I didn't mute you. You're getting muted right now. Um, <laughs> um, um, no, that but that's just forever. that was pretty. That's 
that's that's the point of all this. It's the notion of like, whereas like obviously Bob Iger's administration or regime at Disney was like Shang Chi, Eternals. Why not greenlight it? And that's why also too that like I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago, like the idea of like Marvel and Hasbro with the what if figures. There's a reason why like a month before that show premieres, like you can pre-order what if figures. So now like after you watch the first episode with like Captain Carter, your whatever her name is Captain Britain, whatever her official title is now, what if like you can pre-order that figure. So like when the figures are released like six months from now, you don't have to worry about it because guess what? Consumer products and merchandising and was like, oh, this is something we can sell. We can greenlight it. And that's the thing that's going to be happening going forward. I don't I think it's good in one regard because it means you're going to get stuck. Like you're not going to get like, oh, God, these very just bought. I don't know. It, it's both a blessing and a curse because I think you're going to get stuff that really has to kind of be like engaging in the sense of like it has to be really something kind of like okay like the toy people like we can sell this there's something unique about it but i think there's also the negative possibility of like oh you're only going to get like pre-established iconography like boba fett it's like would we with this sort of regime for the same reason why like we're excited that we're getting a boba fett tv show would you get something like rogue one see i i I don't agree with that because it's the one of one of the issues with it is because everyone, if you if they see a, a commercial for it, they want the figure for it now. If the figures aren't out now; they're missing the boat. Um, yeah. I I I agree with you on that. Like, I think because there is, if I, if all of those figures should be out for that, like case in point, that what if show, you should not have to wait six months. Well, okay, six this months is, is a long time in order to sit wait, there wait, and put an order in. Well, this is, but this is the thing. I want to ask Chris about this because Chris and maybe Joe, you can answer this as well. I think part of the reason why this is happening is because, like, we're kind of going to a quasi, like, oh God, hot toy scenario. And that, like, I think they're deliberately doing this stuff so far in advance that they're actually, like, you tell me, Chris and Joe, do you think they have yet to make these Hasbro what if figures yet? Or is this like, or like, have they already made these figures and they're en route to like the United States from China? Or is this a way of gauging like pre-orders? Like, is this like a quasi version of like a HasLab? Like, is everything now like weirdly migrating to like a crowdfunding model where that like, if they know the demand is there through X amount of pre-orders, they'll make that finite amount times like 10% or plus 10%. Joe might have better insight on that. I mean, like you're uh, so are you talking about like Marvel? What if for this example? Yes. So that would be like you're talking about like Marvel Legends figures, basically, right? Well, it's the idea of like merchandise. We're like, or, you know, Chris, we'll, we'll bring this back to Star Wars. We talked about like the vintage collection Clone Wars repackaged figures like Fordo, all of that. Um, Think about it. Like they put those figures up for pre-order mid-July 2021 with an estimated release date of like March 2022. I, I think it's fair to say those figures have not been produced yet. Or am I wrong in that assumption? Well, I'm, there's a big difference between those and like actual new characters for um, like a Marvel Legends figure, right? Even though Marvel Legends notoriously reuse a lot of parts, like there would still be some level of like new tooling involved, which is not the case for any of those Star well, Wars for figures. Sa- for the sake of argument, if they already have like 
Okay, let me okay, let's redo this again. Black series Clone Wars figures of Fordo, Grievous, and Mace Window. Let's assume that they're a similar thing where like obviously there's some level of reusable parts in this, but it's in the same level of like a Marvel Legends where like it's like what 50% reused parts, 50% new sculpt, or it's some mishmash. It's not exclusively a new mold. So you're basically saying why aren't those already out? Because uh the what if series has premiered or what? No, the question is, is that like, I think they're coming to a point where they are deliberately doing, like they're announcing this stuff like six to eight months before it's intended to hit shelves as a way of like gauging numbers on the actual production of the figures. So they're not stuck with like a bunch of Rick Oles or Goss Towers from The Force Awakens. Yeah, this that, is a way that sounds right. That sounds completely right to me. I think I, there's a cool uh, parallel here, which is like, I like I wish that Hasbro would operate this way, but like obvious there's obvious reasons why they don't. But um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else besides uh, I think Zach's a pretty big Halo fan. I'm I am a huge was, Halo fan. I was a big Halo. OK, fan. well, you know, like you've probably seen like there's a current uh, there's a current like six inch and three and three quarter Halo line from Jazzwares, I think it is. And um, like they they are and I don't know about there, but they're everywhere here. There's probably 20 figures in the three and three quarter line. And uh, and there's like a warthog and like there's like vehicles and a bunch of figures and they're easy to find. Uh, may, I don't know if that's just because no one wants them or like where I want them, though. Like, the, like, but uh, the six inch ones kind of suck, but the three and three quarter lines amazing. Yeah, and it's but like kids it's, these days don't know what a halo is. But there's been halos coming it's out. Thing, it's that thing that Beyonce sings about. Exactly. I think kids know what Halo is because there's like there's like um it's a competitive oranges. it's oh, a competitively oh. played game. Children, <laughs> children, I got children, that, Russ. I got children. That. Thank you. There's 13 year olds who play Halo and make millions of dollars, so kids know what it is. What Halo are they playing? Master Chief Master Collection. Chief they're, yeah, yeah, they're not playing five. Yeah, but <laughs> I was about to say if they're playing five, I've got bad news for them. Yeah, I mean, I you know I was playing five a little bit because I was like within I was within striking distance of rank one fifty two to get like a unique uh, armor set in Halo Infinite, but it's it's so close but so far really and i don't think i can play enough halo 5 i don't have it in me to like get, i'm at like 149 but it's way farther than it sounds <laughs> but uh my but all that to say like you know there i don't i don't know if you guys have been seeing them but like the three and three quarter halo stuff i see it at like every walmart and toys r us and even eb games and uh toys r us what is this toys r us you speak yeah but they have it at all of them, and they have, like, the vehicles and the figures at all of them. And I don't know if that's just, like, because they had – because a new company was producing the figures, they were just, like – they had a more aggressive launch. But the fun thing about that, which sort of ties back to, like, what you're saying about, like, Shang-Chi and uh, the, the What If series is, like, the reason – like, those figures are out because the game was supposed to be released, like, a year ago. So like they came out on time and like they just let it happen, kind of like no, the but I, I but, figures. Sure, no, oh sure, no, I, I, no, I get it. Like I know, I think the point I was making with the Shang Chi figures is that like they're all kind of just like they're people wearing clothes. There's nothing visually exciting about them. It's and so the funny that they can't haven't figured that out yet, right? Like even. That, like even back in the day, like the beyond the figures, like any ancillary Star Wars stuff would be Stormtrooper, Darth Vader, C-3PO, R2-D2, Chewbacca. Like it, they, they, there was less stuff of generic uh, person, Luke and Leia and Han. It's like it's pretty obvious, right? 
Exactly. I think that's the point at what this like Midnight's Edge video is getting at. And also just as a provocative topic of just conversation is that like going forward, like it's the idea that like if again, Lucasfilm, like the idea, and this is, I think is both the blessing and the curse is that like, Oh, if you want a film or a TV show or whatever to get the green light, you have to give basically provide again, distribution, which is AK theatrical or digital distribution and or the merchandising people something to latch on to that they feel that they can sell. And when it comes to merchandise, that can be a blessing with something like, again, uh, uh, like the book of Boba Fett, which I imagine is going to have a bunch of just Boba Fett uh, criminals, bounty hunters, a bunch of just visually stimulating stuff. But at the same time, though, something like Rogue One is not going to appeal to merchandising people because mostly it's just like, like we said earlier, humans in costumes. Like outside of a, a few stormtrooper variations, there really isn't anything like hugely to latch on to in Rogue One, except for what Saw Gerrera's partisans, and they have what a grand total of like fifteen minutes. No, yeah, he. No, I think that and would I, work, but but I think but again, Bays and Cheered are pretty good too. Yeah, but like you remember, like the Rogue One product line, like three and three quarter inch, like that was kind of another one that kind of sat a on shelves for a while. Yes, yeah, so you can still exactly. find a Jenner. So anywhere you go, yeah, the, and there was nothing like a, a like a Porgs or a Babu Frick or anything like that to latch on to, and or 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 say a, a little baby Grogu, or, you know. Exactly. Who could have predicted the success of a freaking bird? Star Wars puffin. Exactly. Not Ellie. I, I got that on that Fox thing that nobody cares about. Now. See, exactly. I got some Star yeah, right. some some Star Wars puffins with my uh, Smuggler's Run Millennium Falcon. They didn't pack any silly foxes with that. Exactly. Wait, See? you got the Smuggler's Fun uh, Smuggler's Run Falcon? Does this surprise you in some way? <laughs> yeah, that's like four hundred dollars, like U.S. a Canadian. It's got Dude. Be like half a million. Dude, uh, they had it. Um, so they had it at Good Old Toys R Us uh, on sale for a hundred Canadian dollars uh, off. Uh, oh, off. Oh, hundred Canadian uh, off, not yeah. hundred. So it was five hundred. So the retail was five hundred Canadian, which is actually it's cheaper in Canada than it was in the U.S. When you do the exchange rate, and I had a hundred off that. Fair enough. Kind of wanted that. I kind of wanted that, but like that price tag always held me back. Yeah, it's extreme, but it looks pretty awesome. And it, it comes with Porgs. And the Honda Anaka. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to talk about that, but it comes Everyone's with Everyone's favorite pilot of the, yes, the Falcon. Of the Money of Falcon, yes. They base the entire ride off of it. It goes him, Ankar Plutt, there's a couple more I forget, and I think Han oh, Solo. Oh, the, the Duquesne brothers. I saw... I oh, saw, the Duquesnes. Speaking of the glorious smugglers... You tell Ankar Plutt that I stole back the Money and Falcon. Who's Ankar <laughs> Plutt? <laughs> uh simon dengar um yeah but but um so like there's there's guys out there like i saw this firsthand like there's got a guy like when the smugglers run falcon like re got released i saw guys posting on facebook being like looking for a legacy falcon and like i would talk to them i'd be like listen like it's at retail you're gonna pay the same price for a legacy one and this has a better paint job and there were they were like not my wrong star radar wars dish. Not, 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 wrong, not radar, wrong radar dish. It has both. It has both. Does does it? Yes. Oh. They'd be they would have been fools to not put both. But um but but uh 
but they were so they were ideologically opposed to buying it because it came with Hondo Onaka and had Hondo sounds. So like they were looking for an older, worse paint job one because they're like, I can't deal with the fact that Hondo is on the front of this box. That's kind of great. Is it wrong that I kind of love that? Like Star Wars nerds refusing to buy something because it makes the wrong sounds. <laughs> like like well, not it, even it even has the Han Solo sounds too. There's a switch. You can go between the Galaxy's Edge sounds and the, like the Legacy Falcon sounds. That's, but like I just love the it. Fact that makes that makes it even better. That makes yeah. it even funnier when you think about it. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Like I talked to a guy and I was like, listen, like it's really about the like the weathering job on the paint that is why you should get this one. And you just could not be reasoned with. It was great. I just I keep it, it in on car plot mode. Like, that's my ship. As it flies off. That's <laughs> mine. Shakes fist. Shakes fist. Ah, I love it. I'm Russ, Star Wars why nerd. is no your what, what? Why is your uncle plot destroy your mono? <laughs> I don't know because Simon Pegg's boring in that. Don't, don't you dare, Zenger! Don't you dare, Zenger! Make fun of Russ's accent. I'm not. He's a perfect great. Alex Jones. And no, it's great because I was not expecting Ray Romano to be upset about the Falcon leaving. I mean, it's just one quarter portion. Can you do a Brad Garrett, Russ? This is become Russ just like voice, like voice. No, I'm not doing Brad All right, cool. <laughs> that was a I mean, maybe if you smoke like 200 cigarettes, you could maybe do it. Well, Russ. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> See, I love how I'm sliding in more Baffleck movies, and he's not even catching on this time. Because we're ignoring you in that regard. We don't want to hear <laughs> oh, your nonsense anymore. Just go away. This well, I we guess I'm nice just chasing that. Amy at this point. That doesn't make any sense. You're a bad person. There were a few good ones, though. There were a few good ones, and he like runs it into the ground with his like normal. Dang like, straight! I, I just, I just got to destroy it so that no one else could enjoy it but me. See, that's what I should have done to Star Jones. I should have destroyed it so no one else could have taken it. Don't you dare, Zanger! Don't you dare! So, so, so while I, so, so while I've been like. A little bit quiet because I'm just generally pleased that like Zinger and Russ are like on the show and I can listen to them say hilarious things. I've been like loosely <laughs> assembling my like bootleg razor crest and like which is like a Zingerish activity to like not pay attention at all and like do something. And do this. But um, but uh, so like f- f- first initial observations. It came with oh, two. Good. We're getting we're getting live. Yeah. Review. It came with two. Uh, carbonite blocks which are also chrome that of characters frozen in carbonite that i did not know it came with and one is like a very obviously female boba fett that is frozen in carbonite oh and the the other one is some sort of death metal looking stormtrooper which i don't know what that's about at all but uh that's pretty cool and um other than that it looks really awesome except for um the the back door ramp will not close but it's a bootleg, so I'll have to work on that. <laughs> Everything else looks pretty good. The one door does not close. But uh, what are you going to do? It's unlicensed. Looks amazing. Uh, as you were. As we were. Um, all right. But no, that's the overall point of the Night's Edge video. The idea that there's like a new level of management at the Walt Disney Company, that which will obviously trickle down to Lucasfilm and Star Wars. So it's going to be interesting to see... Uh, what what projects will be greenlit? 
which ones from the Bob Iger era will be uh, shut down. Once again, I would be shocked if uh, Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron ever, ever makes it to any sort of uh, release. You mean uh, after that promo video, they're going to cancel it? We can only hope that they'll cancel it after that promo video. Put it out of its misery. As Zenger would say, burn it with fire. People like X-Wings, man. If they buy X-Wings, it'll be out. That's basically the bottom line. Literally every Star Wars movie Disney has put out has had X-Wings in it. We got enough. And if it sells? No, Solo. did Solo have X-Wings? Did Solo have X-Wings? I'm confident that if you, like I've seen it once, so I don't remember. But if you scrub through it, they're probably in there somewhere. Because they're on Corellia. Like, weren't X-Wings made on Corellia? I don't think. Why would it be X-Wings made in the same place that they're building Star Destroyers? Never mind. X-Wings don't exist yet in Solo, probably. Might be with the Rebels. When they were but on. there really aren't quite Rebels yet. Like they're, And, like, I mean, I guess you have that, like, what's that? Uh, you probably know that. What's the, like, clone X-Wing in Episode 3 called? Like oh, maybe Arc, Arc 130? Yeah, they probably still have those in Solo times. It's probably not a full X-Wing yet. You know, you can get a pre-order. You can pre-order a mini bust of um, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Okay. Everyone knows that the only acceptable Grand Admiral Thrawn collectible to have is the Power of the Force 2 one with the Salamiri scarf. Darn it. Yeah. Oh, geez. All right, gentlemen. Anything else uh, regarding Star Wars nonsense or Ben Affleck movies we'd like to get out of the way before we end this recording? Why would we talk about Ben Affleck movies? Nathan Fillion plays himself in more things than anything else, I feel. I don't know. How did I get to Nathan Fillion, by the way? Oh, Suicide Squad. I still don't understand this, like the Ben Affleck thing. Like, I'm no closer to understanding why. I thought I'd explain it to you at this point. It's his birthday. (laughs) <laughs> Not, yeah. there it is obfuscated yeah. yet again all righty uh god star wars nonsense and bad like nonsense i hate you too rob you know you're not here i hate you just the same so conclude this episode of the knights of vader star wars podcast check out our facebook group we are waiting for you when you type in knights of vader on the good old mark zuckerberg box uh type in uh wrong one uh kov podcast on instagram where you will find chris porteous posting pictures of his bootleg uh prize if you like what you hear please rate review subscribe to us on itunes whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on Thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. When you're not listening to me on this podcast, having Ben Affleck movies uh, read to me, come listen to me on the Cinematis podcast. Where all, you can listen to Rob yell about Ben Affleck titles. Well, I am not present. Um, but I know as the fourth year concludes on Cinematis, we would talk about such gems as The Others, Rat Race, Jeepers Ooh. Creepers. Rat yes. Race is good. Rat Race is good, real good. Underrated. No, I did not like that movie. I was very what? surprised. As I have not seen that movie in years, I finally rewatched it for the fourth year, and I was uh, very, very disappointed. But so I what you're saying is like maybe it. I should revisit. What do you have against Seth Green? That he's not particularly funny unless he's like doing like robot chicken. You know what? I had an inkling to just play Mass Effect in the background this entire episode, and I didn't. And you, now I'm regretting yeah. that decision. Sanger's like, I wasted my life on the IMDb page for Ben Affleck for two hours. I, I have, have been wasted playing, my life. 
I could have been playing an amazing Seth Green vehicle, but no, I decided to be responsible. And read Ben Affleck titles and make quasi-bad puns on a third-rate Star Wars podcast. Heck yeah, but if you want a second-rate Star Wars podcast, check out Zing This. No! Don't you dare put that evil on Knights of Vader. I just said Zing This, I didn't say the other thing. It doesn't matter. It's people might get confused, like I do. Zang this, Zang W. We're not gonna say the fourth, the, the full thing. But um, but Zach, the initials for that show are your initials. We did it to honor you. I just slowly like pick up the gun and just put it toward my mouth very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, when you are not putting together a bootleg uh, Mudblood One or Mudborn, whatever it is, Chris Porteous, what are you up to? Uh, it's fire spray one and you can find me <laughs> at the Chris parties on Instagram and KOV podcast on Instagram. All right. Russ Ryan, when you are not purchasing McClunky voice modules, where can you be found? Uh, you can check out my show on believers podcast. Uh, yeah. And check me out on the foot soldiers of Helm's deep coming soon. And, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and Mr. Yazo. You can find me on eBay, Mui's Vault 12601. And also, Ben Affleck, if you're listening, you know, you, you could always come on and you can always have a conversation with us. We, we would be happy to tell you what character in Star Wars you could be. Oh, that should, oh, that should have been the episode. What character Ben Affleck could play in Star Wars? And we're definitely. We've definitely yes. talked about Ben Affleck's birthday more than anyone else on any podcast ever has. So he should actually come on the podcast i think that's an open invitation to ben affleck if you're listening come on knights of vader we'll have a good time we'll we'll treat it like it is your birthday like today is so come on let's do it he could be the man the man to shoot down trapper wolf like today is (laughs) oh god all right everybody good night good night but not goodbye and as always Yes, but we should tweak that and do remember Camino down with the Empire, as Chris said last week. Is is, is that a controversial statement or is is that kind of, uh, is everybody on board with that? All right, that's it. Remember Tapioca City down with the Empire. Good night. Do it. Zinger, are you ready? Are you still yelling at Cinemax? Not yet. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not yet done yelling at them, but I'm Yeah, you have to this. save some of those for the middle of someone else's sentence. Yeah. yeah. Someone, someone's they, like, I thought they said it was hardcore now. This is the same. He's doing it to her, like, stomach. This makes no sense. No, I just want to <laughs> fucking watch goddamn JoJo Rabbit, but apparently, no. Cinemax apparently has it, and I don't have Cinemax. Why the Bunch fuck would that be on? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Oh my God, Singer, you're delightful. Um, all right. Thank God that was recording. Thank God the last 30 seconds was recording. <laughs>